He talk about he going three minute rounds. You don't go three minute rounds. You go three minute intervals. No. Three minute intervals. Because listen, you go three minutes in intervals, right? Then you stop and you hold a conversation or pretend like you, you really want to say something. Then boom, another no, three minutes. You, you, you continue to repeat the cycle. If she got that ooh, it, it, if I'm, she got I'm that ooh wee, I ain't gonna lie to you, Ocho. That's, if that's she got that ooh wee, I'm touching bus. Today's episode is brought to you by Shib Inu. Shib, the most top, the most popular cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shib Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on CoinMarketCap. You can buy Shib on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place is Coinbase. But the best place to find more information is by following at ShibToken on Twitter. There you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, the Telegram, everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shib Inu. Diamond paws, Shib to the moon. All right, let's start the show. I'm Playoffs. Welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond, and I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show. I'm a broadcaster, uber sports nerd, ready to take you on your sports talk journey. Now, some people call me Pinguino Supremo, but today I will be your rabbi as we dive into the funny, odd, weird, and interesting stories from the National Football League. And by the way, folks, it's the friggin' playoffs divisional round. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? And at this playoffs? point, <laughs> I always step on that sound effect. And at this point, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Wisconsin Cheesehead, Birdman 3.0, Wisconsin's most eligible bachelor, and the host of the Nobody's Listening podcast, Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm. Were they talking about sex? Yes, he was saying that Ocho's strategy is to work in three-minute intervals. Stop after three minutes and pretend like you have something you want to say. Uh, and Shannon, God bless him, America's greatest podcasting talent. He said, if she's got that ooey, I'm a touch and bust. Okay. I was like, wait, is he talking about he's going for three minutes, busting, pretending to have a conversation about something? Like, uh, I'm, uh, okay. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, now that I'm not confused, Mark, I'm <laughs> hydrated, sir. I'm hydrated. <laughs> How about you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah. Ocho has a very strategy. Shannon's like, hey, she's got that ooey. I'll, let me turn it over to him. Pretend like you, you really want to say something. Then, boom, another no, three minutes. You, you, you continue to repeat the cycle. If she got that ooey, it, it, if I'm, she I'm got that ooey I ain't going to lie to you, Ocho. That's, if you got that ooh wee, I'm touching bus. That, uh, that's it's a mind game. You got to mind DMB. yourself. If you in listen, if you in you got to think football, think sports, think something <laughs> completely opposite of what nope. you're doing. I'm help you nope. last longer. Hey, I'm telling you, if you got that ooh wee, I'm Mister TMB touching bus. If 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 that's you have it. to sit there and think about something else, not to bust like you're. Dude, if that like I know women don't take that as a like some women will take that as a massive compliment. They're just like, oh, oh, I'm sorry about that. They're like, no, that's a compliment. Um, but yeah, you're you're doing something wrong if it takes you three minutes to just you know if you're <laughs> what's that song? Skyrockets in flight, afternoon delight. <laughs> you're a three minute bottle rocket, baby. You know, kudos to you, sir. I, 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 I think it's it's definitely one of those things you got to use whatever strategy works for you, like whatever you, whatever system you can work out that will kind of work for you. You got to go with that. Is is a, I can see Ocho Cinco's point, but I can see Shannon's point. Sometimes you're like, ah, sorry, yeah, this is on you, honey. This is all on you. <laughs> I, uh, I I I used to take this medication for antidepressant, dude. It oh, and you couldn't do it at all. No, it was like. 
like once what was it like once a month i would have sex with my girlfriend and she got like really pissed off and i was like you do realize lacy that like i touch you and i come <laughs> because that's how bad this is and so like i feel that pain and that pleasure that 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 pain and that understanding but like maybe just just take a viagra and you know a, an antidepressant and see what happens or you know what i, I don't know if you've ever heard of this jared uh I, 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 I knew a guy who was doing this and it was amazing. So what he was doing, he was taking a chemical mixture, right? So there's three chemicals they mix together. Yeah, a cocktail. And so yeah. you go to a compound pharmacy, they mix it. They would call it a trimix. So it's like three ingredients. And then they put it in a very, very, like almost like a heroin kind of needle. And then he would inject it into the, the vein in his, yeah. in his tool. And then he would never even have to worry. So with, with Viagra and with these other ones, like you have to be attracted to the, whatever you're, you're sticking your, your tool in. But like with, with this, with this trimix, you just boom, shoot it and boom. You're like, now you're, now you're like partying like a, a rock star. You're fucking like well, a porn star. Why would it, why, 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 if, if you're not attracted, why are you fucking her? Like I've I've well, heard of porn stars. I, I, I've heard of porn stars who Viagra doesn't work from anymore, so they have to like take a needle, put in their dick, and make mm-hmm. it work that way. But like, why, dude? Sometimes you got to do your. If you, if you you were married before, how long were you married for? Weren't you? <laughs> I was married for two years. Okay, um, yeah, when, I was when you married get past for two five, years. You can see the the reality of how this. How you you would might need that, and you might need to show up even when you don't want to show up. And no, nobody wants to hear that that you're not in the mood. No one wants to hear I, if a guy is not in the mood. I I, do, I I will I will tell you this one small tidbit piece of information about me, Mark. I have learned that I cannot be in the mood whatsoever, and my dick is just like, no, we'll get the job done. Don't you worry, sir. <laughs> um, I remember one time an ex girlfriend of mine. Uh, I was like, you need to come over now. I was like, oh, okay, I'm coming over. Like, I thought I was in trouble or something. And the kid's sitting on the couch playing my Xbox. I was like, ah, oh, Jazzy Jazz, you started up already. And she, uh, that was my nickname for Jazzy Jazz. Because uh, she, she was, dude, she was like a jazz player, just constantly moving, constantly doing something ADHD to the max. Jeez. And, and well, she was a great kid because she was fun to play video games with, right? You know? So I'm playing mm-hmm. video, like, she's, I was like, oh, Jazzy Jazz, you already started. She's like, yeah, mom wants you to go watch, uh, she wants you to go watch the Pink Floyd movie that you bought her. I was like, oh, okay. And I roll and I'm like, hey, what's up? She grabs me by the shirt, throws me on the bed, rips my pants off and says, we're doing this. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood like at all. And she goes, I don't fucking care. And immediately my dick goes, yeah, we'll take care of this for you, Jared. Yeah. Don't worry. You can black out now. <laughs> yeah. You can go off to whatever place you want to. I got this. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a solid that's a solid thing to have that's a solid so, you can rely on your body to, to pull you through so in a tough situation if i have to take a needle and inject it into my dick i just fucking just send me to the insane asylum man <laughs> <laughs> well it's meant for people like guys who are in wheelchairs it's not meant for like guys oh. who hate their fucking fat wives it's not meant for that <laughs> it's it's meant for guys in wheelchairs but it can help those uh, those pre those pre- aforementioned guys kind of make it through because no, no wife wants to hear that you're not into it. Doesn't want to hear it at all. Doesn't want to hear that shit. That you 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 got to bring the goods. You, you got to deliver. You, you you can't be like a DoorDash driver just out there fucking around, not bringing the not bringing home the goods. You got to bring home the goods. Because then it's no longer it's no longer. Hey, I've got a headache or it was a bad day at work. It's 
am I not attractive enough? Do mm-hmm. I not get you going? Do you want to, are you sleeping with, who are you cheating on me with? Who is this bitch you're texting? Honey, mm-hmm. it's Jake from State Farm. Don't worry about it. I bet he looks good in those khakis. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. So. He, hell yeah. I don't have to stick a needle for him, but <laughs> we have such a great show today. We are talking divisional playoffs. We are down to four games. And by this time wow. next week, we are going to be talking NFC and AFC championship games. You want a Super Bowl, you need to cash in this week. Bigly. We are pumped for the playoffs, but enough rambling for me. Let's get right into our rundown. What the hell is a rundown? The Rundown. This is your rundown for Friday, January 19th, 2024, episode number 204. Make sure you're following us on Twitter slash X at EVLMRK. Uh, once again, that's EVLMRK and look for hashtag EMS204 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional Mark-related content on TikTok and Instagram at AskEvilMark. All right, so wildcard weekend is in the book. It was a gangbang of football action, but it's hard to keep track of that many games. But now, it's the divisional round. Four games. Championship games are on the line. Records don't matter. Who's hot? Who's not? Who cares? You have to beat the team in front of you, and we have some true slobber knockers. Not a stinker on the schedule. We'll break down all the divisional action and give you our previews and predictions. Also, it's Friday, so we're handing out some hardware and throwing out some penalty flags. The best awards and penalties in all of professional football. But first... Before we jump into Thursday, we got some shout-outs for our listeners and supporters. So, I'm unlimited. Before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to look inside this episode's description to find links to our social media pages, where you can get your Evil Mark Show t-shirt, links to our sponsors, uh, the link to the Discord, and you can also contact us anytime by emailing the show at show at evilmark.com. Once again, questions, comments, concerns, anything you have on your mind, please make sure you're reaching out to the show, show at evilmark.com. All right. These listeners listen every week. They send us feedback. We appreciate them. They've been with us this whole ride throughout the regular season into the playoffs all the way since the draft. Uh, Jenna P, Hornsdown69, Abdel, UVA Doug, Tyrone in Minneapolis, Mizzou Man, and of course, our newly anointed producer, Jennifer in Schenectady. Also, every Friday, Jared joins us. He's the host of the podcast, Nobody's Listening. And let me see. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I fucked it up. I, Here we go. I, I promise you I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking. So that is the podcast. Nobody's listening. Tell us a little bit about the show. Where can people find it and tell us what it's about? Yeah, you can find us on all major platforms out there. Uh, Spotify would be the best uh, as well, too, as I would actually appreciate it if you listen to it on Spotify, uh, just because Spotify can uh, give me a lot more details. And usually I I have a question on there. Uh, But I just did an interesting one where... You know what? I'm just going to I'm going to leave it at this. We do a deep dive into Nazis and pharmaceuticals. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I I feel like this was an episode born and bred for Mark. And uh, yeah. So if you want to learn about Nazis and pharmaceuticals and just listen to us ramble and rant like lunatics, that's that's what you can find this coming up Saturday. No one else was willing to get on that train. I was like, yes, I'm like, I brought my bags. I'm ready to go. Everyone's like, well, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if I like the premise. I'm not really sure if that makes sense. It's kind of clickbait. And I'm like, no, screw it. Yeah. Let's do this. No, no. Blame pharmacology companies. Hell yeah. Like I I knew that you were going to be good for it, Mark, because it was like, yeah, Mark, 
likes his pharmaceutical, you know, questions and conversations and fuck, like, why not? You know, Ruby Ridge is a great example, right? Because you, you love to bring it up. Like, you can just take something, twist it and distort it and, and go in a direction. And I love that about you, dude. I do. But like, nobody wanted to get on the train. And thankfully, Mark stepped in. He helped carry the weight. And then that got people fucking talking. Then it got people talking. Uh, and then we handed out some advice for people who probably didn't need it after what we just talked about. <laughs> Yeah, after we threw doubt on the American military system and then the 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 pharmacology companies, then we decided to just since we made all those good points, we were like, hey, how about some advice for everybody as well? <laughs> and then it just it like I I always I always like envision a direction that we're gonna go when we talk about you know those questions. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe we could talk about something sweeter or this or that or the third. And now nah, we just went in a total fucking different direction. And and it's always weird because I'm like, oh, I can have this transition. I can have that transition. It just fucking failed miserably. So <laughs> yeah, come come watch us eat the fucking dog on American folks and pharmacology, and then you know help people with the problems that are not existent. Because let's face it, if you're asking Reddit, you're already fucked. Yeah, I mean, like, if you if you're depending on redditors, all you got to do is just read the front page to realize like nobody on that website knows what the fuck they're talking about. Or go read it. Am I the asshole? Like the answer is invariably yes, because you're on Reddit. Like that should be the that should be the top comment on every one of those posts. It's like, yeah, you're the asshole. You're on Reddit. You're you're you're, you're mentioning this in front of everybody in the world. And, well, I mean, but then but listen to Mark and I because I mean, Mark and I are we on Reddit? Yes, but we're yes. on Reddit for totally different things. Like, um, um. Um. No, I have nothing good that I'm on Reddit I, for. I, I'm I'm just there to be on Celeb Hub, and <laughs> I I didn't want to say we're just on there for porn. Okay. <laughs> I, look, I'm 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 there for the Celeb Hub. So basically, pictures of Alexander Daddario and for the Kyler Murray love. Like that's it. <laughs> the only thing I need, I need Alexander Daddario, and I need Cardinals hype. Those are the two things. That's all I need. My birds. I our parrots. Conyers. Uh, Quakers, cockatiels, like seeing birds doing dumb things is always just kind of cute to me. Damn, that's interesting because every once in a while there's something great that comes along. And then, yeah, I don't want to mention the other subreddits I'm a part of, but yeah. So I, I see, I didn't want to be, I didn't, I didn't want to be that filthy today, Mark. You don't want to be a per. Well, we already started no. this whole show <laughs> yeah. off with touching bust, and then we've talked about sticking a needle in your dick. <laughs> we've, no. we've already gone. We, I'll tell you one thing: the one that's that's not pornographic that I love is. Um, is subreddit drama because it's all about like when there's freakouts and there's arguments oh in other people's subreddits and then you can you can go read about like oh there was a fart there was a fight in r slash philadelphia today about like parking meters <laughs> and then you, then you get the best of it like all these like really petty mean fucking people on there leaving these comments like that you should go fuck off and die like <laughs> it's always <laughs> the best of reddit on on uh um subreddit drama that's that's my favorite non non-alexander daddario uh angled uh subreddit dude i gotta ask you real quick like how often because i just got x right i just got twitter at, mm -hmm. at riley's parrot um i know mark has already retweeted one of my things but what is it with the porn on twitter like it fucking blow there's this there's this one I, I don't know what it was, but this one tweet got like recommended to me. And like, if you watch this video, you're dead. And like, I'm trying to figure out what this video <laughs> is of. And then like, come to find out the girl's like a porn star. And I'm like, well, what is the vid? Like, I don't get it. And then like another one was recommended to me. And it was like, yeah, I watched the video and I'm dead. 
I'm like, what video are we talking about here? Like, what happened? Is she okay? Did she die? And then I find out, like, she's a porn star. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay for her OnlyFans because that's fucking stupid. And then, like, I found her YouTube. And then, like, I watched the YouTube. And it, it like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's like, they, it's one of those clickbait articles that they put out. You click on the link. The link doesn't work. So you have to go and search for the clickbait Ooh. article that you want to read to get pissed off at. And it's like an extra step, dude. It's like, no, just tell me what it was. And I tried to go into the comment section and that was a mistake because it was just a bunch of porn gifts. It was like, Oh, this helps me. Nothing. Nothing. This helps yeah. nothing. It's, it's, it's really, if it, if it wasn't such a, since we, we have so many followers there, like it, it's hard for me to just abandon it. But yeah, there's yeah. sometimes where I'm like, I just want to post and then just leave. Like I'm going to drop my <laughs> links and then just get the hell out of here. Cause it's, it's all just devolves into the same thing. Uh, I'm not familiar with the, porno section of it i'm more familiar with the sports okay. section which is just as re- redundant and stupid yeah. i'm sure <laughs> well like i i did that the other because i didn't i didn't link anything but it was just like oh well you you have all these places that you can go come come follow these come follow that and like i'm looking at all this shit and i'm just like it's it's the same thing cropped 15 different ways mm-hmm. right it's like the same adam Schefter tweet 15 different ways and then it was like the, the Jason Kelsey, right? Right. Jason Kelsey retires. He's like, per inside sources, he retires. And then there's a tweet like two seconds later where it's like, oh, no, he was lying to his all, all his teammates. And it's just like the same back and forth banter bullshit. And I'm just like, I just want to like, I just want to know what I'm looking at, guys. So, yeah. Twitter. Well, let, yeah. let me ask you a follow up question because you said you, you joined Twitter. I saw I retweeted your, your post. So what's going on with the YouTube? I, I, I saw the link to it. I, I didn't follow yeah. the date because I know it's going to drop. But what's going on there with uh, with Paragaming Productions or is that the name still or what's going on there? Yeah. So I've rebranded everything to Riley's Parrot. Um, it, it just it seemed like it was a, a good enough thing to do. Riley's Parrot um, ended up wanting to. Get. I wanted to get back into streaming. I wanted to do things more regularly because I found when I played with a buddy of mine by the name of Blights, him and I, him and I like to stream a lot together. He streams a lot. I, you know, let's play Death Ray. Those guys have backed off because David's David's career is basically taking off, right? Oh. Um, and so I wanted to kind of get back more into it. And actually, like in the next twenty minutes, or I'm sorry, in the next like thirty minutes my trailer is dropping for my streaming schedule where uh, every Tuesday I'm playing escape from Tarkov every Wednesday. I'm playing a game called the finals, which if you like call of duty, you like payday and you like very uh, game show S style, like player one type stuff. That's a great game to play. It is free to download. It's, it's one of those very freemium games. (laughs) And then um, there's like a variety game that we're going to do every when every Saturday and Thursdays after I'm done recording with you at about nine, uh, I'm going to play some more Tarkov. So like, I want to get back into actually engaging, streaming more, playing more of the games I want to play when I play how I want to play. And nice. my buddy Blights does a lot of that. So cool, cool, cool. So yeah. make sure you're checking out that. And that's going to be named Riley's Parrot is going to be the name of the, the, the YouTube channel. Yep. It's uh, R-I-L-E-Y-S-P-A-R-R-O-T. And then you can find me on Twitter at Riley's Parrot. Um, I'm, it's after a very famous Twitch streamer for Tarkov. Her name is Riley Armageddon. She is phenomenal. Uh, she's like an actual streamer and I just thought it would be cute 
to to simp for her for a little bit and she know she knows who i am and she thinks it's adorable so i feel like i have the stamp of approval to use it all right that's uh, hey that's 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 some seal of approval here uh so yeah. definitely make sure you guys are checking out nobody's listening uh, i'm on there this weekend saturday go check out that episode on spotify please 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 make sure you're listening on spotify so you get those stats and so you can and check out that show and then go back and check out another couple episodes as well. Um, they say I had a Twitter site. Also, while you're on the computer, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at EVLMRK and look for hashtag EMS204 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talked about in today's episode. You can also DM me there. I will respond. Come check out your boy Pinguino on the Twitter. All right. Now it's time. It's time for a little hardware and penalty flags. It's our version of an NFL weekly award show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best and we throw penalty flags on the week's worst. Jared, start us off. Do you have a, uh, some hardware or do you have a penalty flag to get us started? I want to throw a hard a piece of hardware out to none other than Dak Prescott. The reason why I'm handing it out is because Dak said I'm a part I'm part of the problem too. If you want to read the whole article, it's on uh, msn.com. Mark has a link to it. Uh, but the title basically says and the whole article is essentially Dak Prescott asked that his name be included among the possible dismissals quote add me to that list in that case too uh kind of in reference to a lot of people calling for Mark McCarthy's dismissal uh when they lost to the Green Bay Packers a lot of people had been uh, I know Mark and I famously gave Mike McCarthy a lot of shit I know that I gave him probably more so than uh what was deserved of a man who left Green Bay to go on to worse things uh, but with how the Cowboys just basically haven't been producing where Jerry Jones has not been seeing what Mike McCarthy promised him, you know, Dak Prescott is like, Hey, I didn't get the game plan done. I didn't, I didn't make it happen. So I'm giving him a piece of hardware to basically go. It's not all Mike's fault, right? Mike McCarthy can put into place a good game plan, but again, like if you're the jets and you have a great game plan and your guys can't do it, what? What is there to do, right? Like that, you could have the best game plan ever, but you have the shittiest team. Like, for instance, Bill Belichick, right? Pretty good coach, had a great team behind him. The team produced, right? How much of it, Tom? Was Tom Brady? We're finding out it's pretty much more yeah. than Tom Brady than anything. <laughs> but like for Bill Belichick to go, hey Brady, we should do this, and Brady's like, oh well, we could do this thing because that's what I see. Belichick was like, all right, well, you see it, go for it, right? Like that's the sign of a good coach. Dak Prescott is saying. I trust in Mike. I believe in him. I wasn't able to get his game plan done. That's why we lost. So if you're going to fire somebody, you should include me with it too. So I want to give him a piece of hardware for stepping up and being a true team leader on that, even though fuck the Cowboys. Yeah. Let me give you a little bit of that sound here. A little sound in this article. It's been amazing. Um, I I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Look, I – look. I appreciate the guy falling on the sword, right? Like, but really McCarthy's playoff uh, failures are public knowledge. And this is just more of the same. Like if this had been his first loss and people were really bagging on McCarthy, then I could understand that. But like, 
it's it's easy to say, you know, fire me too when you're guaranteed a, a shit ton of money. Yeah. They can't get rid of you. It's really easy to be like, yeah, fire me too. Come on. Like I nice gesture, but mostly I don't know. For they decided to keep him anyway, which is kind of shocking. I, I really thought that the Cowboys would would have would have made a change. If it was my mind, if I was Jerry Jones, I would have met him in on in the tunnel and I'd have been like, you know what? You don't need to go to the presser. Like you, you can just pack your shit now. Like, yeah. you know, we're just going to escort you out the building, dude. Like this is Dak Prescott had all those interceptions, but man, I, I know he wants to jump on the sword, but I, I look at that game. I'm blaming Mike McCarthy. 90% of the, the blame goes on Mike McCarthy in my mind. Dude, that, that's why the Packers could never get it done in, in the past, right? Like look at all those Super Bowls that the Packers should have gone to look at all those playoff games. The Packers should have won. It's because of Mike McCarthy's poor coaching and poor game plan that essentially caused the Packers to lose. I'm I'm surprised that Mike McCarthy. I, I mean, as as of basically last night when I checked, because uh, I had time to check, he's still with the Cowboys organization. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Jones was like, "Yeah, we're keeping him." That's what I last heard, and that's still correct, right? Yeah, they they decided yeah. they put out the official word today that he will not be fired. There will not be okay. changes to his stash. They're not going to as to his staff. They're not going to take away control from. He will get to keep his job for another year, basically. But so where the situation that he's been put in with his contract and with this basically like vote of confidence basically has like next year to do it or his ass is grass. Like that seems to be good. the message from Cowboys ownership. Good. Okay, good, good. So yeah, I mean, like I'm look, he was good for a minute. However, bro, there's a reason why Green Bay lets you go. It, it, it It's like when it's like when a commander gets arrested because the Navy, the, <laughs> the, the Marine Corps, they no longer have a vote of confidence in them. Right. That was when an organization like Green Bay goes, hey, Mike, we got to let you go. It's just not working out like you should know some shits up. Right. Like this is a, this is a sports team for the people, by the people. And that's how they run the organization. That's why a lot of the internal workings of Green Bay suck dick. But at the same time, when a company that is so that lets you run with the reins, you kind of got to go, do I have it still? Right. You know, mm-hmm. no, oh, I, yeah, I, I, de- I I definitely think so. There's 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 been issues there. There's obvious issues there. If, if you put that guy in a one and done situation, he's he's going to fold up like it's, it's just a matter. We're going to go through all of this next year when the Cowboys come up short. Like they, in my mind, they, they maybe don't make the playoffs. They're in a, a real cap in a real cap danger zone next year because of Parsons yep. and these deals that are coming up. It, it's going to be, this was kind of like the, the windows shutting on the Super Bowl shot in my mind. This is, it's more devastating, devastating than I think Cowboys fans really understand. If they're not 500, at least by, by game eight next year, Mike McCarthy can kiss his ass goodbye. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, there, there's going to be a very, very, very short leash. I, there's all this confidence right now, but next year, if they get out the gate and they struggle, like they go one and three, they go two and six. Yeah. He's, he's going to be gone. He, he can just just pack a shit, get his personal masseuse like he had in green Bay and (laughs) and they can just get the hell out of there, get the hell out of there. Um, Let me get to my first one. I'm throwing a penalty flag. I'm throwing a penalty flag on the NFL because it is too hard to keep up with this many job openings. There are job openings for head coach in with the Chargers, with the Panthers, with the Raiders, with the Falcons, with the Commanders, with the Titans, with the Seahawks. There are so many job openings right now. There are too many damn job openings. And there are so many coaches' names that are flying around right now. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's already interviewed with the uh, Chargers. 
and he's interviewed with the commanders. Um, there's talk that he'll interview with at least two more teams, uh, the Seahawks and maybe the Titans. Uh, Vrabel uh, was, is uh, going to be making the rounds as well. The one thing that got filled this week that I was surprised by was OJ Mayo. I got the head coaching job in New England. And what's funny there is uh, they did not even interview anybody. They had a succession plan. They knew when Bill Belichick would leave, OJ Mayo would take that head coaching job. I don't know if I'm totally sold on him. Defensive coordinator there. I know he knows the system. I don't know how I'm how much I'm sold on, on that New England job when there's still so many coaches at play. Doesn't it feel like Vrabel would have been a better fit there? Vrabel was he played there for them as well, but he was actually a good player. Like mm-hmm. and he's proven that he can actually be a head coach. OJ Mayo just seems like a reach to me. Is it OJ or Jared? Oh, it's Jared. I don't know why I keep calling him OJ. Well, I I know uh, one of the guys. Guy, was... no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, I mean, if uh, if if Mark is kind enough to tweet out the ESPN.com article, uh, it literally is a, a whole list of everything. And there's a ESPN staff note says, who is Mayo? Roadmap for the pro- for post Belichick Patriots coach. Uh, so I guess it gives you a little in-depth uh, look into it. Um Oh, oh! I thought I was saying Mayo was just a, a much younger M- McVay. No, he's just a month younger than Sean McVay. I, I mean, with the Patriots organization, one thing I've kind of noticed about them is they. I, I hate to use something like this, but like they feel like the military to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they they have that hierarchy, right? Like it's just one, two, three, four, five. Like it's just mm-hmm. if one fails, let's go to two, two to three, three to four, four to five. And I mean, it's worked from thus far. So like. I don't want to dog on Jared and be like, yeah, dude, you spell your name wrong. So you gotta, you gotta be horrible. But like, I, I guess it's, it's, it's one of those uh, short leash scenarios that we had literally just talked about. They have him as a succession. He was, they agreed to part ways on January 11th. He was literally hired the next day. So they have to have the confidence and faith in him, especially with the craft organized, the crafts owning the Patriots, the crafts own the Patriots, right? I'm, I'm right yeah, on that. You're absolutely okay. right. Yeah. And then, like, it just, to me, it, it tells me that if if they have a succession like that, everything's already been put in place. It's like Belichick was, they hired Jared, and we're like, hey, bro, like, don't tell Belichick, but, like, you're going to be his replacement. And then Belichick is like, hey, man, what, why am I training you all this stuff? Oh, because I'm <laughs> replacing you, right? And that's when the 11th hit, and then the 12th. So, like, I feel it's one of those scenarios, right? Because you don't, that, that doesn't just happen, right? That just doesn't happen. Do you think Bill Belichick was helping him there at the end? Or do you think Bill Belichick was like, fuck this guy. He can figure it out on his own. Well, I mean, we did talk about how he turned a new leaf and was handing out hugs. So yeah, I mean, he was hugging a backup quarterback, but the backup quarterback kind of insisted <laughs> upon a hug when there were cameras there. I wonder how we would have reacted if that had been in private, but no, to your point, there is something yeah. there about like, uh, there is something there about the tradition, like this unit does this. And it's like, well, what if we've been doing things wrong for years and years and years? Like, is it now the time to turn over the table and redo everything? And it's like, no, no, no. See, we've always done it like this. It's There's a very yeah. much uh, – and when it works, it's like, okay, yeah, that's always been our tradition. But when it doesn't work, you're you're kind of like, are you guys all crazy? Do you realize, like, this isn't working? This hasn't worked for years and years? Like, who's who's going to stop this at some point? I, I've, I, I know. I, I feel like Belichick – the way, because who was it? Uh, who called? Oh God, who? Uh, who coached? Who taught Belichick everything he knew? Wasn't it Rex? Uh, he worked under Parcells there for a long time. Parcells. I, I guess. I technically you would, if you go back to 
typically it's the coach that brings you up is the the coaching tree you're part of. But uh, a lot of times it's like the most famous coach you worked under as a, not a coordinator coordinator. You're usually pretty established, but it was a, yeah. as a, as a, as a special assistant or as a, a position coach, like who, yeah. the biggest coach that you came up under is. So, so technically I guess he would be under the Bill Parcells uh, family tree of, of head coaches. And we've been seeing a lot of Bill Parcells successors or people who have taught been taught by Bill uh, Parcells teach other other like the 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 reach. It's like uh, Genghis Khan, right? Like Genghis mm-hmm. Khan, like what a, a quarter or an eighth of the world is related to him. I feel like a lot of the good head coaches nowadays had some sort of part of Parcells in them. So I feel like with Bill Belichick being under that and then him basically continuing the Parcells tradition, Mayo is going to be just fine out there. Like, I feel like it's kind of one of those uh, osmosis things where they're going to learn by things, especially if it was that quick of a, of a succession or the Kraft family is trying not to show weakness by having a big gap out there. Because I mean, if you look at how many rings and how dominant the Patriots have been in the past and how big they have been, they probably didn't want to show any weakness. So I think half of it is that military secession point. The other half is, hey, we we're doing this because this is tradition and this is what's worked for us. In yeah, the past, this right? is what we know so, and this is what's worked for us and this is what we're comfortable with. I can see that. I yeah. mean, and to your point, Vrabel was off that Bill Belichick coaching tree, but so was McDaniel, who was a yep. famously flame out. Bill O'Brien, famous flame out. But there's that that that's what's weird about when you start digging into a coaching tree. You're like, yeah, sometimes guys, especially guys who won consistently, like Belichick, there's a tons, there are tons of branches to the to the coaching tree, but they're hit or miss. You get a Josh McDaniels, and yeah. you might get a Mike Vrabel, or you, or you might get an unknown like Jared Mayo, and you're like, okay, was is he going to turn out good or is he going to turn out bad? Only time will tell. Yeah, and. I, yeah, if you if you dig far enough into anybody's teaching tree, you can be like, wow, they have more failures and successes. But <laughs> just like, what do we do all the time, right? We focus on the massive positives that are out there, like the Ravens. The Ravens have been good consistently, but they haven't been huh, amazing. And we're like, wow, how did we miss them all season, mm-hmm. right? So, Oof. fair point. Well, get to your, get to your, what's your next one? Do you have a penalty flag or do you have a piece of hardware? Yeah, I, I want to throw out a, a piece of hardware to basically like all the running backs and all the wideouts up there because I watched a lot of the games. I watched a lot of the highlight reels as well, too. And it it just they fought for every single yard that they had. They they wanted every yard that they had out there. Mark, did you watch when it was Kelsey rolled off of one of the Dolphins backs and picked up an extra couple of yards out there? Right. You yes. saw that he yeah. was he was on his game that, that last weekend during wildcard weekend with with T Swift in attendance. He but he he was balling. He was truly balling. This, this Everybody was churning and burned. There were second, third efforts, heads up plays where they just grinded, not slowing down. I, I saw things I have not seen in a while where a running back would go for, uh, I think it was uh, not Mostert, but I think it was one of the Dolphins. No, uh, yeah, it was one of the Dolphins. Stopped behind the line, took a brief second to survey what he was doing and took a different different route because that was open. You're seeing players be smarter. You're seeing them push extra. Linemen are getting up and giving them the extra shove. And it just, it feels like, this is where they're playing smarter, not harder, the Air Force way, right? I've just been noticing that instead of the ground and pound where Pollard will just be like, fuck it, we're going up the second, you know, the two gap because that's what I'm supposed to do. No, he sees that the two is closed. Maybe can I bounce left or right to see what I can do better? And I just feel like they are trying their best to make everything count 
to the most extreme because that's what's needed in these games. I mean, we go back to the Super Bowl last year where it was tit for tat the entire way. If you don't play smart, you're not going to get that tit for tat. You're going to fall behind. Yeah, you know, it, it's so odd because it's like I've been following the NFL since like 19, since 1992. So, so that was one of the first year I was really, really invested into the, into the NFL, like watching more as a fan, not just like as a kid, like, Hey, we're watching the Super Bowl. Let's gather around. No, yeah. like as a real fan. Uh, and it's, it's funny to have seen this come so far to basically three yards in a cloud of dust, like basically just run, 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 uh, that lasted for decades and decades and decades. And then there was always the play action, but there's still the, I mean, the basic was like, the basis was always like, have a good defense, have a good running game, control the clock. You're going to win an NFL game. And now it's all about ball movement. It's about control. It's about moving the ball down the field, making completions, getting hot, getting your offensive rolling. It's always it's always interesting because what what's happening in the NFL is happened like 10 years ago in college football, which makes it so interesting. <laughs> it's, it's like they catch up and then they perfect it. And then the NFL rolls with it until the next new thing comes along. And then they're doing that. But like the, the skill players are just more skillful than I think they've ever been in the history of the NFL. There's just so much amazing play. Even when you have like a rookie quarterback, like Stroud and that Texans game, just picking apart the Browns, just young guys, just out there, just true athletes, just dominating other guys. It, it really was amazing weekend of, of offense this past week. Yeah. It, I, I was blown away by the, like, like the difference, right? The massive difference that we saw once somebody got hot, like the Texans just, went crazy right and then what was it uh like when they got when when joe flacco had his second pick it was just like everything stopped mm. everything stopped same thing with with the cowboys just like the packers scored got hot and cowboys were just like all right we're gonna be as as cold as our you know the blue dallas star that we have on our helmet like just they couldn't get warmed up until the final end and uh one of the points that i wanted to make uh, kind of about everything is that Yes, the Cowboys did really good against Green Bay, but it was during the garbage time because the Packers were playing very spread out zone defense mm-hmm. to just con- uh, to to your point, controlling the clock. Even though they weren't on offense, they were able to control the clock in the second half to where it was like, yeah, the score was kind of close, but was it really a close score? Yeah, yeah, not at all. Like that that score does not indicate the dominance that was that was shown in that game. That that the back half of that game was just them playing dime, them just yeah. tri- playing prevent. Like they knew like you have a win in your pocket, don't piss it away. That's LaFleur is 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 from that understanding. Like if, if you get a lead and you get a nice lead, then you just need to milk it, kill that clock, get the hell out of there. This is the playoffs. It's not about this isn't the regular season and trying to drop 50 on somebody or like try to prove a point. Like you need to win the game and you win the game by eating up that clock and getting it done, holding your lead, playing for possessions. It was the right move, but yeah, it, it yeah. made, it made the game seem closer than it actually really was. I, I, I still surprised the Packers won. <laughs> well, well, there's going to be more surprises in the store, but let me get to my next one. I have a penalty flag, and this one is for a reporter. And of course, I love any opportunity to pick on the media, the fake news and all that. Uh, yeah. And who doesn't like to, to troll a reporter here, too? <laughs> we do a little trolling. It's called We Do a Little Trolling. Now, I know he does. Uh, but Todd Bowles was a little bit more gracious uh, when a reporter asked him, with the Bucks, you know, playing in Tampa Bay, and they have to make that long flight to the cold, cold, frigid temperatures of Detroit. How are they going to acclimate to the weather? That was the reporter's question. And, and Todd Bowles, 
he, he's going to help her out. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures? Okay, and he's got a look on his face like he's like, oh, man, like, I got to... Like, do I want to go at her and give her a hard time? Or like, like, is this person like fucking with me? Or is this person truly, he's got, he has like an exasperated kind of confused look on his face, but he, he, he's ready to help. You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and. We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Jared, are they going to be really be okay for the cold? <laughs> are they prepared to play in the elements of Detroit? You know, it's like 19 degrees there. <laughs> I, dude, <laughs> there's somebody I work with who asks questions like that on a daily basis. So when I heard him thinking that, uh, I was like, I've, I've had that look on my face at least three times today. <laughs> Where you just like that's yeah. I sometimes get these from my employees. I'm like, are we, are, are we seriously? Like, wait, are you fucking with me? Like, are, no, yeah. you're. Oh no, you're being serious. Oh god, like, how, yeah. How do it, I it, approach this? We're a lawn care company, right? Yeah, yeah. We're a lawn care company, man. Like, <laughs> it's. I I I wonder if. I wonder if somebody had put her up to it. Like she had just had a list of questions that she needed to ask. And somebody just was like a dick. Cause like, I'll do that with my manager, with some of my managers I work with. I'll like, go tell a rep that like, Hey, I gotta go meet so-and-so. I was like, Oh, go ask him this question. Be serious about it. And then they're like, they're just, and then I get a message from my boss, Joe. He'll be like, stop being a dick, Jared. It's like, you got a Joe. Um, so I hope that's, that was the case. But if that was a genuine question, I think he handled that well. I yeah. He, he was, he was nice. He could have been a lot, he could have been a lot meaner. <laughs> like, hey, you know, I, yeah, I just, uh, I don't think like, yeah. I mean, it, I would have been like, are you pulling my leg lady? Like <laughs> you, you do know they play in a dome, right? Like this is a uh, trick question. The lions haven't played outside. Like what? I think I saw the stats like 50 years or something like that. Like it's, yeah. it's been a while. They've been inside. They've been in the comfortable indoors for a very, very, very long time. I mean, uh, I know Minnesota's dome has collapsed because of the snow, but I, I feel like Detroit, the, the motor city can build a better dome than Minnesota can, you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that Minnesota one was the over-engineering of that, that weird glass house that they call a stadium that caused that dome to, to close. And I remember when, when they were playing where the Gophers play, they had a, the Vikings had a real hard time playing in the, the elements. It's how Green Bay does it. I, I'll, I'll never understand. It just seems like it, it, I played in the Arizona summers and it's, 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 it's difficult, but I couldn't imagine constantly being cold constantly being cold your whole entire time you're there on the field off the field you just can't get warm when it's that cold i i'll put it to you this way when i was stationed in rapid city south dakota and we would have those blizzards like and we would uh because we used to one of the things that we used to do was we used to train the ROTC kids right the rotc Mm. kids and one winter i went out there and I was playing op four. So I was just given a, a poop ton of mags with a poop ton of uh, blank rounds that the, the ROTC kids had, had kindly loaded for us. Uh, so running around in full kit, full gear, 
I thought I was going to be cold. I was warm as all hell. Just running really? around like a lunatic. Yeah, I was running around like a lunatic, uh, shooting these kids, covering them all in brass. And uh, like, it's like, you're fine. But like the moment you stop to move and you're like, oh, I got to fill up on my mags. You're like, oh, oh, oh it's cold. <laughs> so, yeah, th- that's why that's why you see like defensive and offensive linemen. They don't have to wear like sleeves. You you see them go out there. And you're like, dude, you're wearing a rubber thing around your shoulder, around your elbow. How are you not frigid and frozen? It's because they're they're these giant beasts causing a lot of, you know, thermal engineering moving around, keeping them warm. Causing all kinds, yeah, causing all kinds of heat. There's no, but yeah. I, I, I spent two two winters in Colorado. And I, I, I couldn't even imagine it being any colder and more terrible than that. Just sitting there, especially when when you had to pull detail to work outside where you're shoveling snow. And I remember the first time I, I sh- truly shoveled real snow. Like I'd seen snow in Oregon, but it was like, yeah. hey, look, it's pretty. There's snow, like it's white. And then the next day, it's all gone. Like that's that's Oregon snow. But this yeah. is like three feet on the ground. And I remember the, the, the person going, Hammond, you need to get a shovel, go out there. And so I go out there. I'm the only guy out there to shovel snow and I'm kind of moving it around. And I got three piles going and the guy comes out. He goes like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, have you never shoveled snow before? I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm like, are you supposed to put one pile together? Are you supposed to, I'm like, I'm just kind of throwing it in three. He's like, you're going to have to move that pile in a second. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Arizona, dude. <laughs> That's right. He's like, oh, okay, okay. You you can get back inside. And I'm like, perfect, perfect. That's exactly what I want. That's so dumb. Fuck the snow. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, let's get to your your last piece of uh, award. Do you have a hardware or do you have a penalty flag? I was going to throw a penalty flag on Tampa, but now I feel like I need to throw one on you. Um, (laughs) Not knowing how to shovel snow. Yeah, yeah. don't count on me, dude. (laughs) There, There was ice on my car window, like last week and and i was like i was like i wonder what you do and i called gum and he goes i think because i think you're supposed to pour hot water on there and i go really he goes yeah yeah i think you're supposed to pour hot water on there and i'm out there i got the hot water and my neighbor's like no 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 he's like no 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 you're you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna crack your windshield like that he's like he's like do you have a scraper and i'm like scraper for oh i'm like no like <laughs> Yeah. Is that it's, why Gump is no longer executive producer? Yeah, that's why he was fine. He's like, he's like, just put some water in the microwave, and then can, well, <sighs> he told me to put my Yeti in the microwave with water. I was like, I, I, I knew enough to stop him there. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't think you're allowed to put metal in the microwave. I'm pretty sure I heard. That. Oh my god, this no, is, I love you, Gump. This is Arizona and Arizona State having a conversation about the cold. No one knows dog shit. Oh my God. Well, I, I do want to throw a penalty flag on Tampa Bay because uh, they did figure out how to stop the tush push on a two point try. Uh, and this is why I'm throwing the penalty flag. You physically rip the quarterback out of the pile, pull him kicking and screaming backwards. I don't know if you guys saw how ugly it looked to pull Hertz away from the pile, but like, that looked like it was kind of a horse collar tackle. It looked like it was one of the most unpleasant things for a very determined Hertz <laughs> to try to get over that goal line and score two points. Um, but I, I really, I, I want to throw a penalty flag on not just Tampa, but also the NFL, because I feel like they should have done something. And if they don't do anything against the tush push this year or the brotherly love shove, whatever they want to <laughs> call that, whatever thing, like, to stop it, it looks like you have to horse call a tackle. It looks like you have to physically like move his head in another direction. Like there's 
tell me that didn't look just violent as shit, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, look, this is this is what gets that thing banned. Like, it's hard to put it on the ballot to vote against it, but the moment you can be like, someone's at risk, this isn't safe. That's how you get something taken care of in the in today's NFL. You gotta, yeah. you, it's got to be to a point where someone could actually really get hurt, and that then they'll get rid of it. Like, I'm glad Tampa Bay found a way to stop it. I really legitimately am. But looking at that and going, oh, that's how you stop it? Oh, (laughs) you know, like, let's face it. I don't really care about the Philadelphia Eagles. I really don't care about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I don't want to see anybody get hurt. You know, like, this is entertainment, right? Even if it's even if Dak Prescott got hurt like he did that one year, uh, was it two years ago or last year where basically one of the defenders like landed on his hamstring and it just popped. Oh yeah, two years ago. Yeah, I believe yeah. So, yeah. I don't like I'm like, yay, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC is gone. I don't have to worry about the Cowboys. A little piece of me is like uh, sad that he's hurt, you know, like that <laughs> that's all that's a whole thing that he has to experience. It does suck. Like I can I can hear it like I just I don't want to see anybody get hurt, right? I just want to have fun watching a game. So. I love a big hit, but uh, yeah, I, I don't want to yeah. see anything hurt. Uh, uh, let me get to my last one. My last one is uh, I gave him I gave him props last week. I gave him props at the top of the show, uh, and of course, this did not come to pass. Bill Belichick was rumored to be for the Dallas job, but mm-hmm. uh, news came out uh, two days ago that uh, Mike McCarthy was going to be retained, and then today the news came out that not only was he he's going to be retained, but that's confirmed. Um, at first, it was Schefter reporting, and everyone just assumed that was truth, but then the, the, the actual truth came out, and we know we for set. But Shannon Sharp summed it up perfectly I, I feel like i said a version of this uh, uh two weeks ago but I'll, I'll 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 cede the floor to my boy shannon sharp who uh it, it, i was never a fan before uh not since the cat williams interview but the more and more i hear him the more and more i appreciate his weird uh his weird takes on sports is very definitive, angry, upset takes on sports. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like he has a medium speed at all, but here he is on Bill Belichick and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, of course, a head coaching job that never came to fruition. Belichick to the Cowboys makes sense. Hell no. <laughs> Maybe you know how- First again, of all, please. first of all, I love it because it's the one female reporter. Like, you know, everyone walks around on eggshells. Like, no one wants to tell her, like, "Hey, you know what? Like, just shut the hell up because you're wrong." Like, if it was a like every like he'll get on Stephen A. and Stephen will get A. on get on other people, but you can't tell the female host to shut the fuck up. Like, you just can't. Like, you can't do that in this day and age. Play that so again, the, please. The fact that he jumps right on her. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Belichick to the Cowboys makes sense. Hell no. <laughs> Thank you. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Shannon, give me one more time and then get into your speech. Check to the Cowboys makes sense. Hell no. Man, do you not understand that Coach Belichick wants authority? Can you imagine uh, uh, Jerry Jones trying to hold a press conference and tell what's going on with the team? And you think and you think Coach Belichick is going to sit by idly by and let Jerry do do that? Absolutely not. It would be the worst. It's a match made in hell. You couldn't pitch. You can pitch a worse match than Jerry Jones and Coach Bill Belichick. There's a reason he got rid of Jim. Stephen A. Looking into the camera like he's Crow Magnum. He's showing all four. <laughs> and I don't even know who the white guy is, but he's got like a, a very sad look on his face. But like uh, Stephen A is like is, is like auditioning for to be the Geico caveman the way he's giving you so much. Me. He got rid of Bill Parcells. Do you understand? 
Coach Belichick learned under Parcells. Jimmy is more Jimmy and, and Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick are more alike. And once he got rid of Parcells, what has he done? Hired uh, the Chan Gailey's, hired the Dave Campos, hired the Jason Garrett's, hired the Mike McCarthy, hired the way. He don't want that type of coach. <laughs> he wants to be able to do everything. He wants to be the face of it. I find it ironic. Stephen A. Dio, don't you find it ironic? The man that they normally, uh, 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 the, the reporters normally have to like Jerry. We got to go talk to the players. I love how he gets so carried away that he trips over his words. Like, I think Gump told me he was like, he's like, I don't like him because he, he, in Gump's words, in Gump's words, he was like, he sounds like a retard. I was like, that's the best thing about him is he gets so worked up. He's tripping and stumbling over his own words. I, there, there's something oddly affectionate about that, 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 that he's struggling that much that he's got that strong of an opinion. I love that. I love that when people do that. There was uh, one of the podcasts I listened to. Uh, he was doing an interview with one of his, uh, it's the Chris Hansen, you know, the, the, uh, to catch a predator stuff. He actually got an interview with one of the old people he caught and he's talking just like this because he's so <laughs> flustered and frustrated and pissed <laughs> off. Yeah. It, at like everything. And it's just like you could hear the, the anger and the rage and just the everything in his voice. And, that is one of the reasons why I love Shannon on, on the Skip show, because it's like he brings the passion, and then Skip is just this stats and statistics kind of guy who's like, yeah, no, you're just wrong. And then Shannon's crying in the corner, like, no, you're wrong, man, and this is why. And I fucking well, I love Shannon. I love him. He's if so you listen passionate. to that, if you listen to that late night show with him and Ocho Cinco, they, they very much veer off into the discussion of women all the time. And uh, <laughs> Shannon Sharp's admitted, like he he has a hard time keeping a girlfriend. Like he has a hard time because of the because of his outbursts and because of the the problems and issues that they have. And I was like, of course, this guy. Like, could you imagine if you're married? to a skip bayless or a shannon sharp you're just like trying you like gotta break bad news to him like i like we have to go to my mom's house we, we i i've said we were gonna go over there i've introduced you you keep skipping out on it and then you know he has to do something very very important like i don't know like hang out with the boys <laughs> he's mm. gotta like break it down for her i can i can totally see this guy struggling in his personal life a guy who gets that upset about about a question like Bill Belichick to the Cowboys. That kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> like, is, is she like, uh, she's like, uh, babe, I'm going to make chicken. Okay. And he's like, we, you know, we've had chicken for three nights in a row. It seems like you can't cook anything else. <laughs> you and chicken. It's un- It's not even cooked at the right temperature. I mean, this is just a match made in hell. I don't disagree with you, man. Like I don't disagree with you at all. I fucking love Shannon. He, like, I don't know what it like. Why is it? Why is it though? No, no, that's that's a whole side. No, that's a, I, I want to talk about football. I told I specifically was texting Mark this week and I had to tell Mark, we have to shut up. We have to save the sh- for the show. <laughs> I want to talk about football, but it's just no like I love Shannon because because of his his passion for the game. I think it's because he played it. You know, yeah. I think that's genuinely why. And I, I love his hot takes and I love that he he's not gonna let anybody like like with with Todd Bowles, right? Doesn't let her get away with it, but does it in his own special. Like you're mm. stupid, aren't you? Or somebody puts you up to this, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be just hell no. <laughs> totally, and that's how he should be. If she's gonna be on that panel and she's gonna be one of the guys, then if, if you give a bad sports take, and I've been guilty of this millions of times, if I'm mm. like, I'm like, the Arizona Sun Devils are a sleeping giant, and people can be like. Hell no, dude. Like, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means that 
what you're saying is stupid. And I totally disagree with it right from the jump. I'm not even going to agree with any part of your premise. Boom, I'm getting going to get right to the, the realness, get to my take. But yeah, I just love that guy. One of the best. It, him with Ocho Cinco is just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, uh, I don't even, I don't even, I forget, it's like Up Nights or something like that. Club Shay Shay. Just go find him on Club, Club Shay Shay. You'll, you'll, you'll find him. Or you can watch him on what every ESPN program they do. Just, if, he, if he's not on the, if Shannon Sharp's not on the ESPN screen right now, uh, give it about 20 minutes and then he will be. You'll see him or Stephen A. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let's get to uh, let's get to our games here, but first let's pay a few bills. This one's a great one because I do not have to read it. Yeah, you know who else doesn't let you down like Shannon Shiba Inu? Because today's episode is brought to you by those folks. Your Shiba Inu, your quote Shib or at uh, Shiba Inu token is actually the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, it became the most popular crypto, surpassing Doge and Bitcoin in the coin market. Coin market cap. You can buy hashtag Shib. And all the most popular coin exchanges, but the best place to find more information is at Ship Token on Twitter. That at S H I B T O K T O K E N at Ship Token on Twitter. There you'll find the links to the Discord, subreddits, Telegrams, and everywhere else you can find Shiba. You know, please go find it because when Titter, Twitter X, whatever they want to call themselves, tanks, you can always have Shib and go to the moon instead of going down and just. You know, like the T-1000, just giving the thumbs up as it slowly uh, burns into chaos. <laughs> Shib, big time. Make sure you guys are doing your own research at Shib Token on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it. Make sure you're following there. They are followed by me. So if you are following me at EVLMRK, you can see who I'm following. You can follow everybody else who's affiliated with the show. Riley's Parrot. You can uh, follow uh, uh uh, golden dome 13 which is eric uh, file under pod again that's the other show that that we were on earlier this week uh wonderful shows wonderful people but you can also fire you can also follow at ship token a uh, wonderful thing just get more knowledge about it decide for yourself if you want to be involved with web 3.0 awesome things with a market cap of 5.6 billion it ain't going nowhere so make sure you're looking no. for shiba inu or ship token on twitter all right, let's get to this breakdown here. Uh, just really quickly, I just want to give us our records here. For the year, uh, Jared was kind enough to tally these, tally these up here for. So overall, year to date, I am at 115 and 76. I'm better than I thought I'd be. And Jared is at 110 and 96. And this past week, we both went five and one. Um, but we mm-hmm. both went one on one against each other, so uh, we're we're still, for all intensive purposes, po- tied for our our, our our Mountain Dew or yeah, fill in the drink you, of your choice. In, unless I drop the ball hard this week, and and or uh, maybe we just call the Super Bowl. You know the the thing where we have opposing forces. Um, pretty much, we're gonna have to wait to next year to buy somebody else Mountain Dew. To be honest with you. <laughs> Ooh, well, we'll see. Maybe that maybe there's going to be some hot ones this week. Let's get right into yeah. it. So, Houston Texans, uh, who were the first team, they were the uh, division winners of the AFC South against the Baltimore Ravens, the division winners of the AFC North, but also the number one seed. So, let me just lay this out here for you. Ravens. Last time these teams met, Ravens won twenty-five to nine. That was back in September tenth, um, back in two thousand twenty-three. So a year ago, uh, in this game, Ravens were favored by nine. 
Uh, that's a big number for for Vegas gamblers. Over under is forty three and a half. So Vegas is not expecting a lot of scoring. They think that the the weather is going to keep the scoring down. And the yeah. Ravens are such a heavy favorite. They're minus four hundred. You have to lay down four hundred Benjamins to get one hundred Benjamin back. Uh, just before we even jump into the game, what are your thoughts on the Ravens being so so favored against the Texans? I actually don't see like get, like like to 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 our, to the point we were good God words are freaking hard right now to the point that we were talking about earlier where the Ravens have just been dominate year uh, this entire year. I don't really see that as such a negative. Like, yes, the Texans won a big game against the Browns, but the Browns didn't really have a chance to show up. So it's like, mm. how do they even make it here? And the Ravens look, the Ravens are 13 to four and those four losses were hard fought losses. So I can definitely see why the Ravens are basically up by a touchdown and a field goal. You know, or like they're expected to basically win by a touchdown on the field goal. That doesn't surprise me at all, Mark. What about you? You know, I, I knew the Ravens are going to be the favorite. Nine points is very, very high. Um, but you're t- to your point, like in my mind, I was like, people are kind of counting out the Texans. Texans basically had to win to get into the playoffs. This is a team yeah. that kind of beat a Browns team that when we really look at it, I mean, we all got caught up in the Joe Flacco hype, but for for in reality is basically running out a third string quarterback, a guy who's kind of a little bit over the hill. And their defense is a little slow against one of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the league. This should have been a scheme win. Like defensively, they should have schemed better against Stroud that they would kind of uh, minimized it. They just didn't have the talent. And that was the problem there in Cleveland. So it's, I, I, and I love the story of the Texans. I I love CJ Stroud. I love this offense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think I switched over. I was a, I was a Falcons guy, a Falcons optimist, but I think halfway through the season, I was like, I love what what Strad was doing. It it doesn't surprise me because I think that there is something to get caught up with the Texans, but in reality, they're, they're a a team that had to fight their way in the playoffs and they beat up a pretty shitty Browns team. And the Ravens, to your point, are a team that's only lost three games. And those were all three games that could have went the other way. Yeah, and and I I said it too because I remember that one statistic. Joe Flacco threw at least one interception, and I was like, as long as the, if the Texans can can dominate and Flacco cannot turn over the ball, we're going to be fine. And look at what happened. So now the AFC's top seeded Ravens uh, had last week off because they had the bye. Uh, Texans mm-hmm. are red hot. They come into this. This is going to be the story that that. Uh, that ESPN is going to be pushing, and rightfully so, is going to be Lamar versus Stroud. I mean, this is Lamar Jackson is going to probably be the eventual MVP of the league, rookie of the yep. year, offensive rookie of the year is probably going to go to CJ Stroud just based on the stats. But I think the real story here, the one that I wanted to get into was the Ravens D. Now, when we talk about defense, we always think of the Ravens. We think of that 2000 team uh, led by Ray Lewis. But this team leads the league in sacks. And now they're looking to get after Stroud. I got to give you some of these numbers. They finished the regular season first in the least points allowed, only 16 and a half points average. They have 60 sacks, 31 takeovers. That is the defensive triple crown. They generate amazing amounts of quarterback pressure and opposing quarterbacks have continually struggled with lack of time in the pocket, making reads, getting the ball out. Stroud will be facing his toughest test. And the last time, the last time these teams met, it was a 25 to nine decisive defensive victory made Stroud look like a rookie, which he is a first year rookie quarterback starting his first game. The Ravens defense is kind of be being underplayed here. I mean, it's, I know it's all quarterbacks. It's a quarterback league, but the Ravens defense is not getting their props. I think people are sleeping on it. What do you think? I a hundred percent agree with that. Uh, for one of the other games that we will be talking about here today, I extensively looked into defenses um, because it was an interesting talking point that I had come across. I think the Ravens, 
if the O if the O line of the Texans cannot protect CJ Stroud and is not going to allow him to be highly pressured, because when we do see Stroud getting pressured, he he does very rookie things. However, I've seen even Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott. I've seen a lot of the bigger name players make rookie mistakes. If the Texans can keep the Ravens to a mid-tier defense, I think we should be fine. But if the Ravens do what they've been doing and they're not that sleeper, it, they, they continue to be the sleeper that everybody's been, you know, not giving any credence to whatsoever. CJ Stroud is going to be looking hardcore like a rookie. And I mean, it might be a little bit of a closer victory, but I anticipate suns out guns out for Lamar Jackson, just to dominate, especially with uh, them going to Baltimore where it is, even though it's going to be kind of warm, because I know it's warming up even here in Wisconsin. The Texans are a notorious in- indoor team. The Ravens practicing it all the time. I don't think that the, the O-line is ready for them at all, to be honest with you, if, if, if that's what you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about like what would be how, because I, I think Vegas is obviously picking the Ravens. Pretty much everyone's playing yeah. Ravens, just based yeah. on the points. But I'm like, how could the Texans win this? Like, what would be the recipe? Like, in my mind, you'd have to have like, Stroud would have to have the game of his life. He would have to, which is a big, big deal since we've asked that of him the past three weeks. I, every week I seem to say like Stroud has to have the game of his life once we've, we've gotten close to the playoffs. So yeah. he'd have to have another game of his life uh, that offensive line would have to hold, or at least Stroud would have to be running on every play to make, kind of make some space. Those skill players would have to play out of their mind. They'd have to play above. They'd have to beat the number one defense in the league with a, with a wide receiving court that I think is like is about mid tier is about in the upper, in the upper half of the league. So you're talking about a mediocre uh, skill player staff versus the number one defense in the league. Yeah. I, not only would Stroud have to have the game of his life, the, like everyone in the, on that offensive side of the ball would have to have the game of their life. It, it's just, I, I know we got to get the picks. I think this is the easiest one to pick for me because like, I would love for the Texans to win. I, it would be mm-hmm. the coolest thing ever, but, and I would love to see Stroud, you know, on there after the game, talking to the ESPN sideline reporters about Jesus Christ. And then they cut that from the broadcast. Like it's all, that all would be great. It's just, yeah. it's not going to happen. Right. I, I think that there is a, there is a chance. There is a, a less, uh, there's a greater than zero chance that they can win the game. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I, Mark, you know how I how I I do a lot of research for the games that I'm really into. I will watch the I'll watch the highlight. I'll listen to the 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 talking heads. I'll even read up on some articles. And one of my favorite things to watch is the NFL game previews, right? Where the NFL mm-hmm. YouTube channel will give you a preview, and then at the end they blast out with their game picks. A lot of the game picks have been one solid color across the board so far. Uh, I know that they. I think they just dropped. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, the Houston-Baltimore team, everybody except for one of the 10 pickers picked the the Baltimore Ravens to win. Uh, The number two picker of all the 10 guys said the Houston Texans will win 28-27. So the number, not the number one guy, but the number two uh, on the league this year said the Texans will win. I'm with you as great as it would be. There are only so many lights out games that you can play and you can only be on your game so much so that you can just play lights out all day every day every time you play like look at look at history look at how history has not repeated itself for the packers were one of the first and few teams to make it to the super bowl and run the table right as the sixth seed 
it just doesn't happen that often. I I don't think I think the football era that we're in right now is not going to allow you to have your dream your dream telecast, Mark. Yeah, I, no, I'm I, sorry, it's no, Ravens. It's, it's, it's going to be Ravens. There's just there's there's too much of a, of a mountain to climb. There would be very cool, and I hope we're wrong, but we're probably not wrong. There is a reason why why Vegas has this by nine points, and I, I don't think it has anything to do with hype. I think it has everything to do with being thirteen and three, and everything to to the point that I think that's being lost here is the Ravens are seventeen games in. When you're typically when you when you play in college, the, the amount of time that you get, especially uh, C.J. Stroud on a team like Ohio State, doesn't play all four quarters. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy maybe played in his entire in his seen in his last year there at Ohio State, probably played time wise for the equivalent of like thirteen games. Like there's a yeah. there's a, a rookie wall that rookies hit, and we saw it with Pretty last year. It happened in the playoffs. I think this is where we see the wall fastly approaching C.J. Stroud at record speed, and because there's no better wall than than the Baltimore Ravens defense. I I, I, I agree with you. I got the Ravens in a a cincher here. Uh, and uh, I think we we have a decisive winner first game out of the gate as we move into the afternoon. I I I ditto. ditto. Um, now this one is an interesting one because this one is your boys. Now I know mm-hmm. since you've been a talking head, you you haven't been such a, a, a homer, but I, yeah. I wonder if this is going to change now because the Green Bay Packers, who are nine and eight, they were the second in the NFC North. So remember, if they win, if they win, it ha- they have to be on the road the rest of the way against yep. the San Francisco 49ers, twelve and five. They were first in the NFC West, and they were the first in the uh, entire NFC. They had the bye, they had the week off. Um, last time these teams played was over two years ago, January 22nd, 2022. Niners won 13 to 10. And again, like our Ravens game, Niners are favored by nine points over under is 50. They, so they expect a little bit more scoring, but they don't expect a high scoring contest. And then 49ers are even crazier bet. They're minus 450. You have to lay four Benjis and a 50 and a Grant to win a hundred. It seems like Everyone, everyone, everyone is is going uh, is going Forty ers in this one. Didn't you? Weren't you able to look uh, look this one up for the our NFL pickers as well? Yes, I was. Uh, it, it is uh, red across the board. Um, there is literally no leeway. Every once in a while, I'll see something that flickers like a different color, and I got to stop it real fast to see it. It is literally red across the board, and I think like the closest game that they're calling is a 27 to 23 and that's the number two picker again uh 27 to 23 otherwise it's like 38 20 uh 28 20 27 17 31 26 like it it san francisco is is they're looking to be just completely lights out in this game and i i don't mind that that's what they're doing i don't really care that that's what everybody's picking for but like look i i know this is a stat that i i threw up for you in our chat the 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 most recent times they've played in the playoffs, San Francisco has won three in a row, right? Before that, Green Bay had their number. They were they were four and zero, and then in the last three games, they've lost all three of them. This is at San Francisco. My biggest question to you, Mark, is Brock Purdy a kryptonite to Jordan Love and company? Because it seems like it's a whole new 49ers team, whole new Green Pack Green Bay Packers. Do you think? Brock Purdy is going to continue to be Green Bay's kryptonite. Hmm. I, I'm still not totally sold on Purdy. I know Cam Newton had a take earlier in the year where he was like, he talked about game managers. And I, I know that wasn't 
very popular. I know I, I don't think you agreed with that one. I definitely agree with that one. I'm not mm-hmm. really sold on Brock Purdy. I, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback for that system. I think if Brock Purdy was in, uh, gosh, fill in the blank, any other team, if he was on the Rams, if he was on the Lions, would he be, would he be able to squeeze out the same kind of production? Maybe. Don't, I think it's easy. Well, yeah, knowing their skill players, but for all, I mean, he gets the best running back in the league. He's yeah. got Debo. He's got, there's nobody and a great offensive line. There's nobody who's got more weapons around him than pretty. I, in my mind, he's a game manager. He's a system quarterback. And when I, when I look over on the other side and I see Jared love basically taking the team that Aaron Rodgers did not want and <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> would not throw to in <laughs> practice. And he's, he's squeezing a playoff run out of him. I can't help, but, and I love the swagger that that guy's got. I mean, he's not Baker Mayfield level of swagger all of a sudden, but <laughs> no, Jordan, no. Jordan love has got a little swagger there and, and rightfully so. I mean, this is a guy who, who wielded against the, wielded against the, uh, um, the Cowboys last week. Uh, I love what he's doing. Just like CJ Stroud, like, I was one of the guys, and I wonder where you come down on this. When 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 Jordan Love was going to get the starting job this year for the full time, I was kind of like, "Geez, I don't really know if this is really going to work out." Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, as long as he doesn't screw it up, I think we'd be okay. But who knew that Green Bay picks so well at these quarterbacks? Or are we? You've not been that much of a Jordan Love super fan. Are we anointing him the next great Packers quarterback way way too soon? I think I think Green Bay is doing what the Cowboys do when they get the first touchdown on the first play of the first game, you know, in regular <laughs> season. Like, we're Super Bowl bound. We're baby. so back. We're back, yeah. baby. Pack is no, back. Just, <laughs> like, okay, Jordan Love, great human being, right? He he helped dig a lady out before the Saturday, the, the day before they traveled, right? Like to, to Dallas. Like that's that's the kind of person Jordan Love is. And I, I like I love I love that Jordan Love is good. I think Green Bay cultivates three things very, very well. Their offensive line is a top tier. If you steal an offensive lineman from Green Bay, you are you know you're getting a quality protector. You're running backs, right? You know you're going to get a great running back. And the quarterbacking coach is always really good. They've just struggled heavily when it comes to wide receivers. The gap between their number one and number two and number three are just massive. Their defense is 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 come hell or high water right it's either they are they are roasting the shit out of your team getting these last minute picks that mean the world or they're barely treading water sometimes right so are we anointing jordan love the the packers are now three for three on quarterbacks and and dynasties (laughs) again i was hesitantly excited remember what i said Mm -hmm. if they go 500 it's great if they make it to the playoff jordan loves good right and we're kind of seeing that with Brock Purdy now too. Cause I, I mean, one of the notes that you wanted to talk about here was Brock Purdy being so young, Jordan love being so young, they're young quarterbacks, just like your Trey Lance's, just like a lot of these other quarterbacks that are making it out there. I am, I am still going to say he can be a good kid. I'm just reserved to see if he continues like three years down the line. Yeah. I'm happy to say, great. We, we should give him the credence he deserves, but what happened with Brock Purdy last year? He came in, the kid was a gunslinger. He was shooting from the hip, making things great. And then he showed his true rookie colors. This is where Jordan Love has a chance to go, look, I am not just a rookie. I'm a Packer, right? If they lose by a field goal, if they lose by a touchdown, okay, great. You held it together. You looked good out there, right? I wanted to look like a slugfest against the 49ers, but if it's a Uno Reverso where Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, and you know Kittle out there just 
show the Packers what the true meaning of red is, then yeah, he is that true rookie. And maybe he can have a resurgence next year like Brock Purdy. That's where I sit on Jordan Love. What about you, man? Well, Jordan Love, I'm more impressed with. Because remember, Jordan Love is not a rookie. So he had those two years. He had those two years under Rodgers. And then he said this yeah. year. I think this is his third year. But this is the first yeah. year where he's actually got to start. But yeah. The, that's what I love about it is like uh, CJ Stroud, like a true rookie, like a red yeah. shirt freshman. Yeah. Um, uh, Brock Purdy has this one year before, but he spectacularly failed. Jordan Love, I think, has been around this long enough to know like what this means and what it entails. That's the one thing I really, really like about him. I like the fact that he got a little bit of time to sit and be seasoned. And this is a guy who was not like, unlike Baker Mayfield, who played in college, like or like Tua when he played at Alabama. These weren't guys who like put up these crazy, ridiculous stats, 45 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. And you're like, yeah, this guy is going to be fucking great. Like turn this guy loose and watch him go. Jordan Love didn't put up those stats in college. He was a pretty kind of pedestrian player at Utah State until his senior year. And then he had a, a combine for the ages. His measurables were off the chart, a really intelligent kid. And there was a thought like put him behind Aaron Rodgers, let him grow, get him, get him a little, you know, he'll be ready. He'll be ready in the wings. And it's uh, <clears throat> it's a very adult decision to make. It's a very uh, a decision that used to be made a lot in the past. It just doesn't happen now. Now you draft a rookie, you throw him right into the fire, you see what you got, and then you wonder why four years later, you're like, oh no, this guy's a has-been. He's a never was, and the guy's only 26. He's only 28. It's it's, yeah. it's a hard world, but I, I love that. Jordan, I think Jordan Love is going to be a little bit more prepared because he's been around the NFL longer, and I'm hoping, if we believe in the in the power of osmosis, I'm hoping all that time in the quarterback room spent with Aaron Rodgers Helped them a little bit because no one was better in 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 in, in playoff games uh, than Aaron Rodgers. It was his defense that never really held up. And I'm afraid when I look at this game, that's my concern. I feel like we're mm-hmm. going to relive Aaron Rodgers' is because he Jordan Love will be there. He'll be dealing, but it'll be the defense that's getting turned to Swiss cheese. And and that's that's what I'm worried about. And I, I mean, what one point I want to make why I'm calling Jordan Love a rookie because I feel like I have to justify myself. Remember, we hear this all the time. You have those welcome to the NFL moments. And yes, Love played in a couple games, but when you're truly the go-to guy, this is your one and only job. There mm-hmm. you are, you you don't have a backup if you don't work out. The game speed is different. We hear that all the time. Um, you know, the game is different when you're actually under center and you're the man, even if it's in a, you know, even if it's in a, a, a preseason game or maybe even if it's a, oh, Rogers is down for a couple of series, it's different. Right. And we have seen drastic differences, but I, I'm, I'm hesitantly excited for this game. Okay. Now, this is going to be really good. Now, the, the other side of this is the, is the defense over there for the 49ers. Yep. I mean, Jordan Love is going to have his hands full. That's a D line with Armstead, Hargrave, Bosa. And then they go out and they trade for Chase Young. Why not? Because this is just like this is Why Madden. Not, yeah. This is Madden twenty four. You 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 turn the trade restriction off. Like <laughs> go get go get Chase Young for a bag of oranges. No worries. Just trade him for for whoever's the last name on that roster for yeah, that you, extra you puncher change, you had. You change him to a strong safety, so that way they they're like, yeah. Why are we overpaying this guy? And then you can trade him for dollars of donuts, and yeah, then you change him again. Yeah. Except they're the Niners are doing it in real life. Just uh, yeah. yeah, we we need another guy on that defensive line. How about the best defensive end in the league, the most physically gifted? Yeah, yeah, he'll we'll put Bose on one side and him on the other. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. I, I wonder, like I know the Packers defense is going to have their hands full, but man, I, I think this is going to be the toughest. This test for Jordan Love is going to be that defensive line. I, I'm hoping because remember, for years or at least when Rodgers was there. It, they had a real hard time defending Rodgers. If we, when you have 
two of the absolute best in the league coming at you. It just it doesn't seem like a recipe of success for the, the Packers here. How do you think they're going to react offensively to this, to this crazy defensive line? Well, remember, they do offensive linemen really, really well. I've noticed that Jordan Love is maybe had to scramble a couple times, but Mark, I'm going to throw some power rankings out here for you. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, number two. The Cowboys, number five. Where do you think the 49ers are ranked? The 49, gosh, they got to be up there, right? The power rankings, yeah, because they're the best team in the NFC. Number eight. Oh, wow. Number eight. Uh, No, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm reading my own notes wrong correctly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. No, they are ranked number eight. So the Chiefs are number two. The Cowboys are number five. And then the 49ers are ranked number eight. I wrote that weird. I wrote that when I was half asleep last night. But, I mean, they beat the Cowboys handily. They somehow came out with a win against the Chiefs. Like, they're also playing in fairly decent weather. So I think that they're going to be able to handle them okay. Because statistically on paper, if you've beat the number two defense, you've beat the number five defense, you just come off of a hot streak and you're going to play the number eight defense. Yeah, cool. Chase Young is out there. Why not? Give him Aaron Darnold too. Who cares? They do offensive lines really, really well. I think that there's not, I don't think the 49ers are going to throw something so crazy at the Packers that they're not going to be able to handle it. My question is, is there something that they can do to get Jordan Love uncomfortable? But Jordan Love seems to be uncomfortable all season long with some (laughs) of his rollouts and some of his passes. So honestly, I'm going to throw it to you and go, Mark, what is your thoughts? Because I don't think they're going to be able to do something to keep him off balance. Uh, that's again, just like, like these, these poor guys, these poor young quarterbacks. Cause I think there's going to be either next year or, or maybe two years from now, there's going to be a point where like it was far versus Steve young or, yeah. you know, intro, like there's going to be the, there's going to be these really great quarterbacks and their, their teams are going to be the ones deciding super bowl appearances and AFC or NFC championships and division championships. Jordan level get there. That that franchise is is in the right place, but man, this is such a tall order. It, it's like Jordan Love and CJ Stroud basically have to go out there, and it's a good thing that he believes in Jesus because he's going to need more. He's going to need Jesus <laughs> and Allah and Buddha. He's going to need all them motherfuckers, and so is and, and so is unfortunately Jordan Love. That defense is stacked, and then even if even if you can move against them, even if you can score on them, that their offense is crazy. Like they're just. Uh, the Niners just built so different. And I, and, and again, just like the Texans, I love the story. I love how we got here. There's so many interesting storylines, but man, this, this feels like the Ravens game where we all know it. I Vegas knows it. It's it's, I want the Packers to win. I would love the Packers to win, but how, how can the Packers win Jared? What, like, how do you envision what's the recipe for a Packers win here? I mean, there, there there's this stupid stat that I saw that I think was just hilarious the 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 49ers are 10 and 1 when Christian McCaffrey hits 75 yards or more <laughs> yeah, um, okay. yeah, okay, yeah we'll stop that yeah <laughs> i like I like i thought that was just the dumbest statistic but it's like i i mean like madden is maybe kind of like desensitized us to the 150 200 rushing yard games but like 125 150 yards is actually a pretty tall order for running backs when they get like a couple of yards if you could stop Christian McCaffrey, which to the Packers point, they have done in the past. They were actually a really good run stop uh, against um, against a couple of teams that they've played this season. I think you slow CMC down. I think also Jair Alexander, who was basically playing broken 
now that he's looks like he's okay, he's doing better, needs to be able to shut down Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Um, you got to find somebody to cover one of those two or at least figure out who the play is going to and put Jair Alexander on him. If if we can slow down CMC and if we can slow down Brock Purdy, because one of your points is that Brock Purdy has never really won a big, big game, right? If you can get, make this feel like a massive game, because let's face it, it really kind of is with all the social pressures that are on there. I think that that is the way you do it. You slow down CMC, you slow down either Ayuk or Debo, because you get a good matchup with Jair Alexander. You're going to be able to take that juggernaut and slow him down to just a little puppy dog. That's what yeah. it, that's what they needed to win, Mark. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think you definitely. Yeah, in fact, I think you cover Debo. Ayuk is definitely dangerous, but Ayuk, I, I, I saw every Ayuk is an ASU guy. Saw every play of his college career. Uh, this guy is. You don't need to put your best guy in, but you need to put a second guy on him. In fact, I would probably I would double team uh, Ayuk at times and keep that one straight up. Just tell Jair you're going to follow Debo wherever Debo goes. You're going to go. Yeah, yeah you, you go to your middle linebacker and then you basically spy uh uh the running McCaffrey the whole entire game. You have to this is the problem with this one. This one makes it so tough for me because I would like the Packers to win, but they're going to have to play out lights out offensively and they're going to have to play lights out defensively. Uh, like they're going to have to have the absolute perfect game to get into the next round of the playoffs. But I'll tell you this, I mean, if they can pull off the impossible, I'd rather Beat the Niners now. Beat the best team in the division right now. And then even though you're going to go on the road, no matter if it's Detroit or if it's Tampa Bay, I'd still rather go on the road and then have an easier game the next round. If you can Mm -hmm. somehow climb Mm -hmm. this mountain, then then I think you have some – I think you have an easy trail the rest of the way, but you, you got to get in front of how are you going to climb this mountain. That's the problem. I have – if if they play Detroit at home, I don't know if that's going to be – like – if if the, if it's Packers Detroit in the championship round, I win, I win, I, I I win, I win because my NFC North is in the Super Bowl no matter what. Um, I I'm going to get shunned, Dad. I love you. I'm picking the 49ers. I don't. Wow. I don't. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong on so many levels, Mark. I want to be wrong. I just, I have, I've seen the Packers defense. I've seen the, the, I've seen the shit that can happen, dude. I, words cannot express why I'm picking 49ers right now. My love, my hate, my everything, my existence is <laughs> a Green Bay Packer. She said fan who's never really lived outside of the U.S. except for the seven years where his active duty military running around like a lunatic with my head cut off. I have zero faith in the Green Bay Packers to beat the 49ers with everything they see in front of me. Yeah, I, there's nothing in my mind that can turn it over to, to make this a, a Packers victory. There's just there's too much on the other side. I hope they do it. I hope I'm dead wrong. I, I hope I'm dead wrong about it, but I just don't see it happening. I'm going to join you in in in, in picking the, the 49ers. Unfortunately, I re, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm not going to play it safe. These next two games, we're going to get to. Uh, yeah. I am going to go out on a limb. Just, I'm not ready to go out on the limb for the Texans, and I'm not ready to go out on the limb for the Packers. I, I, I'm willing to go out there. I'm willing to even saw it on my own limb, but not for, not, not for the Packers. Sorry. But, but it, it's too much. It's too much on the other side. I, I'm comfortable in, in my, like, this is the only game this week that I just, I was like, I, the Ravens game, I'm for sure on the, the Packers and 49ers. I'm sure of the, the next two, I'm not sure of, but yet to your point, like 
I'm willing to take some risks as we've seen this season, some albeit really dumb risks, uh, because I genuinely had no idea what, what to pick or what to go off of. But when it comes to the wildcard divisional championship rounds where we only have a couple games, I and I have a less if I have a less than one percent but greater than zero percent feeling that somebody's gonna win, I'm gonna go with the, the safe pick, the 49ers all day every day. All right. We're it, both going 49ers. It can happen, but you know, I can also date Jessica Beale, but we'll we'll see <laughs> yeah. what happens there. <laughs> Zoe Tational could drop the she get rid of the property brother and she get with this with his Mexican brother, but it's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, but if she does show up, I just want to mention I live in Avondale, Arizona. No, let's get to the, the next one. <laughs> Great game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. at Detroit Lions. In Detroit, weather will not be a factor. Uh, don't listen to reports. Fake news. Fake news. Don't listen. Yeah. Uh, stop the count. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little but trolling. <laughs> Lions. Last time these teams met, Lions 20 to 6. That was back this year in October. Detroit is seven. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Lions favored by six and a half. So not as much as the Saturday games, only six and a half. So barely under a touchdown over under is 48 and a half. That's a lot of points for these two particular teams. When you look at their average points, Lions at negative 300, got to lay down three Benjis to win one. And the the stat here that, that I think Jared pulled is, I know you pulled because it says it has a word in there. Detroit is seven and two at home this season. Uh, you said NFL pick them is all Detroit. Uh, yep. Who has Tampa Bay winning? Is that other gambler that's the second highest bidder again? Or, Number two. Or? Let me get back to it. I just lost the page. God damn it. I also hate how you know what? I want to throw out a piece of penalty flag <laughs> here on the, the NFL. The way that they set up their shit is so dumb. It's so ridiculous. Just like for you to go back and find stuff, it's just I it's like, bro, I I, I have a YouTube channel. And I do things better than what you guys have right here, right now. Um, let's, uh, yeah, because like you got to go to their page, you got to go to all the videos, and then you got to scroll on down to Tampa Bay, the game preview. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, there was one. Um, I don't know what they did, but they had a they had a guy flash Tampa. Like I don't know who this GPG is, but I guess maybe he won like. Uh, a what's it called? Like a make a wish to be like, yeah, I can, I can be in the NFL pick them, <laughs> okay. but it is blue across the board, except for this random GPG guy. Number we two, don't know who he is. yeah, he could be like a make a wish kid. Dying number of two has got him winning by three, though. So. Yeah, this is another one, but this is, you know, we got Mayfield here playing lights out. I don't know if you saw the yeah. clip of him as he's going out on the field. I mean, just a true. Joe Rogan, this guy's a fucking savage moment. He's sniffing, huffing, smelling salts as he's getting ready to rush onto the field. You know, I always thought, I, I, I mean, I hate to crib from, from other writers and other great movies, but I, I always thought of, of, of Baker Mayfield as kind of a Nancy boy. Like, I kind of thought of him as a sissy. It's like Jason Bourne. It's like, it's like this guy's kind of yeah. a pussy. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. This guy's a fucking badass. This guy's killing motherfuckers. Baker Mayfield. I don't know where, where was this guy in Cleveland? Did they did they beat all the joy out of him? Because I this weekend I was like I was so impressed by that win. I was like I'm going to go look up Baker Mayfield highlights. I think I tried to look it up and and then and then I saw like two seconds of it. But then TikTok did me the favor of spying on me and then giving me nothing but Baker Mayfield college highlights. Yeah. He, he's out of this world, out of this world talent in college. He's not that old. 
I wonder. There, there's such such a baller game, such a fucking man game in that that last week. Like, I wonder if this is for real, or if he's just rolling hot, or if if really Cleveland really was just trying to kill him. What? I mean, take a take a look at what what kind of happened. Like when he needed to step up with the Rams, he stepped up. When he's he's needing to start stepping up in these games with Tampa Bay, he's starting to step up. I we we kind of talked about it. He never had a solid coach. He's never had mm-hmm. consistency. He's never had the ability to just kind of go, oh well. I mean, this week my host is Mark, and oh well, next week I'm with Eric. Like he he finally has some consistency, and we're starting to see it pay off, right? Like he's starting to be pretty consistent like yeah he's still gonna shit the bed every once in a while but i think this is baker mayfield settling into the tampa bay organization and becoming comfortable becoming good and and learning and getting better and cool great if you gotta sniff a bunch of smelling salts i'll get you five or ten of them i'll get you the european (laughs) stuff that's even better you know he can get that like yeah he's got to get that special like held in a humidor at only in austin texas from joe rogan's workout room yeah hold on hold on hold on i have to (laughs) Like when they pull out the sex panther, he's like pulls up the little one, and it just comes up. Ping! You're like, yeah, this is the, this is the real one. This actually, this killed three five year olds. Check this out. Give it away. I'm like somebody in the back room's like, ah, I smell gasoline. Oh my god! There's been a salt plant. A cave has fallen on this place. Oh my god! Yeah, it's. But to see this guy ball out and to see the success he's had there, I, I know you, we, we joke because even last year, even before all the success, you were you've been a fan of him since we started covering the NFL. And mm-hmm. I've always been to, I even got to the point where I was like trying to talk to you about legend. I'm like, this guy is a bust in here. Let me tell you why this guy's a bust. <laughs> this guy will always be a bust. So to see him basically shutting up every talking head with his play, the guy's a fucking savage. I mean, yeah. I, here's the problem. I, and, and let me make this point. There's okay. never been anyone in the history of the NFL who's who's gone from this guy's a complete fucking shitbag to like it's so fucking on. He's a savage <laughs> Baker Mayfield. He could literally next week we could be having the exact opposite conversation. We'd be like four fucking picks, just good old bakes back again. Like, uh, but <laughs> but I'm ready. But you know what, Jared, I, I I'm I'm buying in. Here's my ticket to the roller coaster. Consider me part of the bake bros, the, okay. the bakes bros, because I, I'm on this 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 ride all the way until this guy becomes a DoorDash driver. I, I, I'm there for it, <laughs> or he becomes Super Bowl champion. Either or could occur. Either one is possible. I I, I like your thinking, and and I I I know, um, you know this would be like Taylor Swift betting against the Kansas City Chiefs, um, <laughs> which would be great. <laughs> yeah, which would be phenomenal. But look, Baker Mayfield may have shown up against the Eagles, but what do we talk about with the Eagles? They have been sliding downhill, not just kind of a, ooh, grandma fell off the the first step because it was a little extra frozen. This is like a grown man slipping on concrete wearing non-slip shoes, right? Like they have been downward spiraling like nobody's business. And to to get the absolute pants beat off of them, 32 to 9, Okay, yes, Baker Mayfield was baking a little bit. Maybe he was doing some cupcakes for the Girl Scout cookies or something, doing a lot of extra charity work out there. But he was playing a team that honestly should have kept the game a lot closer, who should have been winning more of their games going out. I feel like the Eagles were like the Steelers, right? Yeah, congratulations. You made it in the Super Bowl. Or sorry, you made it to the playoff as a wild card division. But is it really, did you really make it in? 
right? Or is this one of those, hey, congratulations, you're the next best choice that we have because statistically we have to put you in, you know? I kind of feel like that's what the Eagles were like at the very end there. It's like they were good, they were strong, but did Baker Mayfield really ball out in a game against the Eagles that were were pants around their ankles, Mark? Uh, let me give you a real life scenario. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I've ever shared. I think maybe I, maybe I have or haven't shared this story with Eric. I think I did. So uh, the, you know who the Eagles are? The Eagles are one time uh, me and Gump were at this uh, gentleman's club. Um, he, he, he was a finer establishment um, in uh, central Phoenix, uptown Phoenix uh, called the highlighter. And uh, we were only there at the highlighter for one reason, Jared, uh, and, and not the reason you're thinking. Uh, the highlighter buffet, right? No, no, no. The highlighter was the favorite club at the time of uh, Mike Tyson retired, but he was living in Phoenix. This is right before the movie, the hangover. So before he became like ah. adorable and lovely, like maybe like two years before the hangover, this was the strip club. He would go to every single night. So if you were a super fan like myself and you were like, and you grew up watching him and, and you loved him as a fighter, like you could like the best time to get an autograph would be like, near the end of the night and you can find him at the highlighter. So it was almost like a, a Pete Rose kind of situation where he's there obviously to, to watch the girls. But if you're there at the right time and he's in the mood, then you can get an autograph and you can talk to him and you can be like, Hey champ, I remember when you did that. And he'd just be like, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was great. But so one time we're there, I'm only there to try to get Mike Tyson's autograph. Cause I'm like, this is going to be so fucking awesome. And, uh, I had trainer's tape. I was going to have him sign. I thought that was, I thought that was really clever. Um, so we're, we're hanging out. We're in a booth, like maybe kitty corner from where he is. And I'm like, I'm just waiting to get him in the right mood so I can go over there. And I could be like, Hey champ, like I'm getting ready to go over there. He gets into some kind of argument with one of the girls and then he slams his hands on the table and then the girl takes off, but he starts crying, like full on crying, crying, Aww. like <laughs> like, like a baby that got hurt. just eyes streaming down his face and gump is like oh my god like he's like this is terrible he, he had your reaction he's like oh my gosh like oh man i feel for him and i told gump at the time i of course you had to ruin the moment i i go i go this is probably the one and only time like i could probably go over there and beat the shit <laughs> i go wouldn't that be the dopest fucking thing of all time like i go down there punch him in the fucking face and he doesn't even fight back and i'd be like yeah i'm work I'm Mark Hammond. I'm the guy who beat the shit out of Mike Tyson in the strip. Well, yeah, it would be like the coolest <laughs> story of all time. And so, uh, yeah, we, we, we never did get that autograph. We were more, it, it was the, uh, it was the, it's the only time I think that there were that many exposed tits and that many tears in the, <laughs> in the uh-huh. same building. It was very, very sad, but that's who the Eagles are. That long, that long story for that short drink of water. That's how good the Eagles are. I don't know if we want to really congratulate the Bucks for beating the Eagles team. That okay, okay. weeping violently at a strip club. <laughs> okay, I, I'm glad that we're on the same page. It's just like you went for the uh, my favorite, one of my favorite Ron Swanson things is like if if they got a good buffet, I'll go. <laughs> and and that's why he went to the the buffet. And I was like, okay, so we're on the same page with that. I. I do not like the Buccaneers chance because uh, grit. Uh, I have, I've taken a sip of the chunky, the, the chunky Campbell soup. I am ride or die with my jacked head coach uh, who is full of love and who cries uh, with his players. I'm, I am not in love with what ba- I'm in love with what Baker can do. I'm in love with the man himself. I, I wish he was my, my boyfriend. Uh, I am that ride or die with him, but I am actually going to go with the Detroit lions just simply because I think they're playing at home. 
I think that the Detroit Lions are going to do what they've never done before. And also, it would be great to see all of Detroit have an actual heart attack and die. We, 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 you make great points. I even backed up your great points. Uh, and no. for, for some reason, no. I, see it, I see a guy huffing and sniffing salts. I see a guy that pumped up, a guy who can believe this is a team. For all, for all intents and purposes, this is the same chassis that carried Tom Brady to a title. I mean, he doesn't have all the weapons there. There's no Antonio Brown, but this is the same chassis that carried this team to a Super Bowl. All they needed was the quarterback, and that was Tom Brady. They squeezed the Super Bowl out of it, squeezed multiple 10-win seasons out of it. I feel like it's yeah. going to happen. I, I think the, everyone is too over overbought in on the Lions. I think this is this is going to be the upset of the week. The, the Lions have been living on their goodwill too long. They're not the Niners. They're not a really great team. They're no. an above average team that's kind of worked their way here. I, they are not above average. They, they, they are they are well into great territory. Okay, they are twelve and five. Mark twelve and five. Have they played some less than seller teams? Absolutely. But when they do play good, decent teams, they are winning. They are good. The, the no, really, really. Yes, I'm going Tampa. I, I I see a guy like that. I see a guy balling out. I, I, I'm I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping this is going to stick around for a little while. I know he's going to have bad games in the future. I know they're not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be like the greatest quarterback. He's not going to be Philip Rivers tomorrow. But it, 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 he's. He's good, and he's he's on fire right now. The the man is untouchable. I, I said I'm going to go. How can I go bakes? How can I say I'm going to go bakes bros? I'm going to be full bakes bros, and I'm not going to be ride or die. I, I I'm with him. I, that's Thelma and Louise's shit, Baker Mayfield. We're going off the motherfucking cliff, bro. Because I got Tampa Bay winning this game. I don't want the points. Straight up. Okay, you know what? You you did me a favor. I will do you a favor. It is very very hard for a team to win twice. Against so the Lions and the Buccaneers played October 15th. The Buccaneers lost 20 to 6. They lost 20 to 6. It is very rare that when two teams meet twice or more, that one team totally dominates. So, to Mark's point, statistically, Baker Mayfield can bake because he's got the correct ingredients. So, you gave me one, I'll be kind enough to give you another, but that doesn't sway me, Mark. Doesn't sway me one. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah, this is the, I think this will be, I, I wonder because I, I, I mentioned this team before, but let's get to the last one here. Okay. Kansas city chiefs at the Buffalo bills, CBS six thirty PM. This is basically the Sunday nighter. Uh, and this is the closest one. This is the game that is, that does not have a heavy favorite. Uh, last time these teams met bills, barely beat them 20 to 17. They played uh, not, but just a couple weeks ago um, on December 10th bills favored by three. Over-under is 45 and a half, so they expect not a lot of points. Bills are negative 155. This is the best game that you can get. Uh, 150 is normal, so 155 is like, eh, just a little bit. That's totally yeah. fine within the range. This is the closest game we are going to have this weekend as far as Vegas and who split on this one. Did you see what the NFL, how were those pickers split with this one? Just out of curiosity. Um, I didn't get to watch the Bills and Chiefs one because I think the Bills and Chiefs one just came out today. But if you oh. give me two seconds, I will get to it. Um, well, let me set up this yeah. while you're looking for that. So this is the third matchup between Buffalo and Kansas City. Remember, Kansas City is 2-0 and in these playoff games. But this is the first time ever the Chiefs play on the road. And I know yeah. the weather's in the factor for these teams, but we all know the saying, location, location, location. If you... The Kansas City was won both of those games 
Now it's finally in Buffalo. This is what, if you've been a follower of the Bills Mafia the past few years, this is what you've always wanted. You've wanted Kansas City to come to you, not for you to have to go to Arrowhead. Yep. They have them in the perfect spot. They have them here. It's frigging great. The weather will not be a factor, which we both know. They they both play in weather like this. However, um, I like I, I know that to to the Kansas City's point, it was one of the colder games that has ever been played in the NFL. Um, I, I I wonder what the ice bowl weather was like. I'll have to look that up while you're talking next. Um, however, comma when you look at the location, you are a thousand per- percent correct. You do not ever ever want to go to Kansas City because Kansas City it, it's it's a death trap. There is no reason as to why you should ever go to Kansas City and win. It, it's like going to Green Bay the last game of the season, right? If it you got to be the Green Bay in Lambeau to get into the playoffs, even if the Packers are playing for shit kickers, right? You're going to probably lose that game because you're at home. Never, ever, ever in the history of never, ever did anybody ever want to go. Yeah, we can go beat the Chiefs at home. This is why I think the Bills have a massive advantage as well, too, is we got to remember Missouri cold is a lot different than, yeah. you know, yeah. In the mafia. Yeah, that's that's totally different. Well, the quarterback is going to be all the story here, and it, it this will be sold as Mahomes versus Allen. I and there's a huge imbalance here. Mahomes leads this series two to zero, but for me, let me try to sway you here. It's personal. It's Buffalo for once. Yep, they, they get what they want. They get to be at home. Allen looked sharp last week, just a couple days ago on Monday. Uh, even though there was a delay in the weather, it changed times, changed everything, but he looked more accurate, more confident. He looked back to his old self. I, he's looked better than Mahomes has yes. ever looked this year, all year long. In, in my mind, I put this all on him, unfair or not. Like he does not want to be playing Philip Rivers to Mahomes, Tom Brady. He has to get this one. You are not going to get a better shot uh, of of deceiving the champs, bypassing them. You don't want to wait till they implode. You want to be able to to be the man. You have to beat the man. So in my mind. There's so much pressure and there's so much incentive for the Bills to win this one. They kind of have to the, win this one, not only to get to the next round of the playoffs, but to kind of put this bullshit with the Chiefs behind them. It, I think this will, if they can beat them, this will help them get over that hump. And I think that's the point where we, we go from one of the best teams in the AFC to AFC contender for the Super Bowl title. Absolutely. Uh, like, look, Mahomes has made. A lot of rookie mistakes. He has. He's been making some. Do you agree with me on that? He's been making Definitely. some pretty. Yeah, he's, been, he's been making some pretty rookie mistakes. So is Josh Allen. However, Josh Allen has come. I don't know what happened to Mister Mister Josh Allen. He is. He is no longer the Allen that we saw before. He is no longer making the mistakes. He's big bodying people. Right, that run that he had where he's just like, I'm going to take the hit. Oh wait, I can just go a little to the right and go up the gut and win and score a touchdown like this is a Josh Allen that we have not seen before or no this is the Josh Allen we have seen before right Mm -hmm. the big body motherfucker who probably should be playing tight end or running back and is just not and people were calling it a fake slide I I was like that's bullshit that was not a fake slide that guy he just angled that guy he angled that guy and he kept going you don't just stop on the play man you gotta at least put two hands on him to get the play to stop that that was that was a shimmy like if he was right next mm. to the to the out of bounds, right, right next to that thick white line. Okay, maybe I can see putting that little effort. He was a good like 
couple of steps away, right? He, Josh Allen shimmied out of the way. Come on, let's face it. That yeah, that was a yeah, bullshit that was not tackle. a fake slide. That that was not a fake slide. That was a shimmy. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you about the. Uh, yeah. um, now we know uh, that uh, we got Janarius Steen. We got a Stefan Diggs. We know this is going to be a great matchup. He did great last week against the Dolphins. Dolphins are like the saddest story ever. Like me, I'm hoping we'll get some time to talk about that, that was next week. All weather. We knew it. Yeah. We called it. Well, and injuries, injuries and weather yeah. just did them in. It was, it was sad that that went from the most explosive offense to a weekend that had nothing but offense. And the, and the Dolphins were like, ah, oh. you know, they showed their flaccid penis to everybody. And it was sad. And it was sad. I, I, Very I put love by it. I'm yeah, I'm very put off by that comment too. Uh thank you for that. And I'm thinking of a, a dolphin with a flaccid penis. Um I, I love I love how you take my tangents and you can turn them into cognitive thoughts by twisting it. Also, I love how you pronounce names, right? Puka Nakua, uh Legerius Sneed. That's Sneed. Uh, yeah. You I I don't know what you said. You said Sneed. Snot. <laughs> yeah, you're like Lajarnius Lager- Snot. And I was like, all right, I'll let him get away with that. But yes. Steve Sneed. He can't be Dave Sneed. Come on. <laughs> the guy who carries. shuts down every big wide receiver out there um is is gonna be facing Stefan Diggs. And I, I like the extra the extra note that you added on here for it. Diggs does take a lot of plays off. He does. Yeah, tons. Um maybe it keeps him fresh for the big ones where he can beat you down deep, but Sneed is not gonna let off. He plays Four full quarters, he shut down Tyreek Hill. Dude, he was the only one that would defend Tyreek Hill in practice. So Stefan Diggs is just another dude on the field for him. I don't I think to your point, Stefan cannot rest this game. He needs to do a ton of conditioning so that way he can beat Sneed. Because if you're gonna make big plays and be useful, you need to ball out. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Snead shutting down basically the best of the best? Yeah, I mean he's got to he got to take digs out of that game. Get on him, get on him early. Uh, get him into a position where he he wants to quit. That's what you got to get him to quit on the you know quit on plays, take plays off when he's not on his game. Allen can't do his thing. He needs digs to either be a viable threat or a real threat in the in the passing game. Uh, he's got to keep him involved. And if 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 Snead is all over him and frustrates him, it'll take him right out of the game, and that it's going to change everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm also of the mindset that the Kansas City, you you got Cook now, right? Del, Delvin Cook is number four. Use him, utilize him, run up the gut, slow. Like we were talking earlier, slow the pace of the game down or speed it up, whatever whatever your game plan is to to stop the the Kansas City Chiefs defense, keep them up and off the, their game. Josh Allen cannot turn over the ball either though right if you're gonna big body people and you're gonna scramble because let's face it casey is gonna get some pressure on you Allen has to be has to keep the turnovers nice and low they have to absolutely he i mean he's 29 and 5 when he doesn't commit a turnover four and one in playoff games he literally has to protect the ball if he can protect that ball i think that's just going to really drive a bills win here uh the the bills can win this in my mind I've, i've said I, I I said when they got their they fought their way into the playoffs. I was like, if this team gets together and Allen stops looking like he's injured, this is going to become the most dangerous team in the playoffs. And this is where we're at. They're the most dangerous team. They have their their the they have the least point of any underdog this entire weekend. It's it's at night. It's at home for them. Everything is pointing to this, but it would be an upset. I, I want to jump ahead here. I, I'm not going to worry about Taylor Swift, but sure, we're we're playing such a close one here. Everything kind of, in my mind, feels like a Bills victory. And because we have all these great stories about the Bills, but let's play devil's advocate for just a second. Why will this be a Chiefs victory? 
So I got the I got the NFL page pulled up. There's they they give you the top five people who pick, right? They're like mm-hmm. number one, two, three, four, and five. Number one, number four, and number two have all picked the Chiefs. Number three and number five have picked the Bills. I can you go first? I want I want to hear your thoughts. I I I haven't been able to digest this one well enough yet. <laughs> okay. With, with the new information you provided me, I, I'm digesting it. So yeah, with with this one, like. I think the only the, the way the way Mahomes and the Chiefs win this one is Mahomes plays crazy. The wide receivers actually show up for all four quarters. We're not just having a few good things. Like somebody picks up the slack that Tyreek Hill left behind, that playoff slack that hasn't been picked up, and you don't get to beat up on the Bengals this time. You're going to have to do it against one of the better teams in the AFC when they're at full strength. You don't get them hurt. You don't get them at home. You have to go there and, and compete in that. Uh, yeah, different type of winner different type of game but if you're kansas city man i I feel like you gotta you have to feel like you have all the advantage you've done this before you've done them twice you can do them a third time i I think that's kansas city they just gotta have to rely on the success they've had kind of and then mahomes needs to just ball out and someone on that wide receiving core has to have their name at the top of the sheet in a really positive way mvs can't can't be a factor. He has to catch the ball, right? Uh, the Packers famously had this quip uh, when they were in the 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 the, um, the victory kind of huddle in the, in the end there when they were in the living room. Musgrave stayed on his feet. Mm-hmm. MVS has got to catch the ball, right? The Chiefs are going into it with a bit of a chip on shoulder. I think that's going to help because they did notoriously lose December tenth to the Bills, twenty to seventeen. However. The Chiefs have not been the Chiefs that we've seen this year. You know, uh, the the wide receiver's name is Rice, isn't it? Something, something mm-hmm. Rice. Yeah, like Rice. yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, I know yeah, that. he's got to be on his game. Mahomes has got to find a rhythm with his offense. He's got to find a rhythm to we're 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 an an immovable object is meeting an unstoppable force right now. Well, right, I, I, I'm going to give you my pick. I. I I, I think it's in my mind, it's the one I want. I love when I get to pick and I not only do I logically think I'm right, like based on uh, academics or at least my understanding of the game, but mm-hmm. but then actually want to root for Bills at home. There's some magic there. There's some magic. Taylor will not be in the building. Not that that will be anything to really? it, but I'm just, yeah, no, she will not make it because, because there was plans for the Bills Mafia to troll her. Uh, when she landed or playing, there was all kinds of weird stuff that was out there, but I'm not sure which is rumors and what's just message board, you know, paranoia, but uh, either way, everything points to the bills. They got to do it. They need this. Josh Allen needs this. Unless he wants to be Phillip rivers, might as well just change his number to 17 and then have like 20 kids. He needs this one. Phillip rivers never got past Tom Brady. He's got to get past Mahomes, and he is going to get past Mahomes this week. I got, the bills in this dude one. josh allen is already number 17 oh yeah that's great he see he doesn't even have to change his number <laughs> he's halfway there yeah he's yeah. pretty there he's halfway there um the fact that t swift is not showing up gives me more credence to this i i i'm mil- i'm mafia ride or die i am yes the the unstoppable force is going to become stop- stopped by the immovable object the bills have turned it around at these last few games they 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 shut down the dolphins you know um and mm. i mean notoriously that game was at miami as well too so they've proven that they can stop a good team at home where the good team is amazing you're bringing kansas city in kansas city has been seeing a lot of flubs a lot of stubs they've basically been winning because the zebras have been i guess i'm 
hoping and praying that they continue to win. I think that this is going to build a narrative for Baltimore and the bills to play in the championship round. And I just, I just, I hope the bills can make it get to the playoffs. I, I would love to see the bills play the Packers and then the bills win just so that way they can go. We've finally broken the curse. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I couldn't agree more. It would be so cool to have the bills kind of cash one in after all this, this terrible history, but uh, uh, let's, so we have all our picks. We have our one game we're going against each other. Uh, that is the uh, uh, Lions Bucks. Lions Bucks. That's the only game we have against each other. The other ones we agree on. So we'll be keeping tabs on this all weekend long. And make sure you guys are following at EVLMRK on Twitter slash X and look for hashtag EMS204. 204th episode. And of course, I want to mention Shib Token. If you think you like you missed the boat on cryptocurrency, you have not. You're still, you missed, if you were like, missed Dogecoin, you missed a uh, Bitcoin, you're like, I've already missed out. No, there is another. A new one has arisen. And I don't even want you to buy it. I just want you to get more information. You can find more information by going to at ship token on Twitter. Then you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, everywhere else. So you can make your own decision, do your own research. And if you decide to join us over there in the ship universe, uh, by buying in with a little ship, we will ship welcome you and we should love you. Ship welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, today, I want to thank uh, no longer executive producer company. I want to thank associate producer Jennifer and Schenectady. Uh, I want to thank Eric, who co hosted with me yesterday for our college football award show. Please, if you have not checked out that one, it's a really fun award show. We do it once every year at the end of college football season. Check out that episode. And uh, he also hosts a great podcast called File Fire, Fire Entertainment. If you have not checked that out, I don't know why I keep telling you and you will not check it out. Please go check it out. And also, I want to thank today's co-host, Jared, the purveyor of all things birds, the host of the podcast. Nobody's listening. Uh, we agreed on three out of four games. But Jared, uh, tell us where they can find more of you and uh, uh, what the show is about. Yeah, if you want to find more of me, of course, the podcast Nobody's Listening. Uh, come check out Saturday when I drop the episode about how America made Nazi super soldiers. Uh, if you want to watch me gaming, Riley's Parrot on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to check me out, at Riley's Parrot on Twitter, I will probably maybe tweet once every blue... I don't know. I, I literally did it just to, to hassle one of my friends. Um, I'm going to try to use it as best as I can. But yeah, if you like video games, uh, like Call of Duty, like hardcore first-person shooters, Riley's Parrot on YouTube. If not, just uh, come check me out on File Entertainment, The Evil Mark Show, uh, as well as Nobody's Listening. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And we thank all of you for listening. Uh, uh, man, we are so pumped up for the divisional playoffs. So many great games. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I, I'm, I'm as excited as if I took a needle full of mixed chemicals. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I loved how I was like, should I say dick or should I say tool? And then the more I said tool, I was like, you know, it sounds way dirtier if I say tool. <laughs> Just I, like, needle and dick just sounds better than tool. Like I stuck a needle in my tool. It just sounds too like, and then I saw my cousin. Like it, it just feels like we're going to a bad place when you use a little bit of tool. banjo in the background, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, my tool. But uh, <laughs> make sure you email us at show at evilmark.com uh, if you have feedback, and make sure you're following me on other platforms at Ask Evil Mark. So uh, until next time, I'm going to set up this last sound. Our last sound is I'm going to give you a little bit more of that Shannon Sharp. I'm going to give you the uncut, the unfiltered, uh, the really great stuff. So once you've listened to this show, you got to go check him out because he'll tell you. He, he's giving you real man talk right here. Real mansers. Uh, uh, and we need to get back around and do that, uh, Jared, because uh, we can, we can help men and we're not helping enough men, but until <laughs> we get to the issues, we're going to let, uh, uh, Shay Shay and, uh, Ocho.
break it down for us. So until next time, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, be kind. Shannon says he's touch bust. He talk about you going three minute rounds. You don't go three minute rounds. You go three minute intervals. No. Three minute intervals. Because listen, you go three minutes in intervals, right? Then you stop and you hold a conversation or pretend like you, you really want to say something. Then boom, another no, three minutes. That. You, you, you continue to repeat the cycle. If you got that ooh, it, it, if I'm you got that ooh wee, I ain't gonna lie to you, Ocho. That's, if you got that ooh wee, I'm touching bus. That's uh, it's a mind game. You got to mind for yourself. If you in, listen, if you're in the ooh wee, you got to think football, think sports, <laughs> think some completely opposite of what nope. you're doing. To help you nope. last longer. Nope. Hey, I'm telling you, if you got that ooh wee, I'm Mr. TMB. <laughs>